Welcome to the Gaja Guys podcast where we talk about Japanese music news. <laughs> first things first, bandmade. As you see, there were some uh, clips from, that was New York City. That was New York City. Um, yeah. It was a good show if I uh, remember. That I was the most amazing, greatest day of my life, but also the worst day of my life all at the same time. Oh. For oh. other things that we will talk about in another day. We're going to talk about the good stuff. Because the good stuff was bandmade. <laughs> but everything else Worst surrounding. Part was that I was right there with him. <laughs> Ryan. Every time I turn around, he's. Can I come in, please? <laughs> it's just right there. <laughs> no. No, Ryan. You're the second best part, okay? And that was it. That ends there. It ends there. After that, you know, the worst part, the first number one worst part was Champ not being there. Um, number two was Wave right. not I was being there. there. <laughs> I was there. I I'm just didn't kidding. want to hang out with you guys. Oh shit! All right, I was just having fucking knew it. Back. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I just knew. Hey, I by the way, thank away. you. I was rocking a wig. Ultra Gamer, thank you so much for the new member um, membership. I appreciate it. Speaking of new members, mm. I just want to mention this before we start talking about bandmate concert. Um, I'm going to be releasing a video after this announcing the winners. And if you were our Patreon and a member, you're going to be getting a bandmate canvas or one of the pictures or the sign Nemef Um I have the pick from Hazuki from Nemophila be given away and also the signed postcard from the VIP. So I just threw that in and uh, I'll be making a video later announcing the winners. I got a little randomizer thing set up for everybody that, is, that was a member and a Patreon for the past uh, mm -hmm. few months. Can we yeah. win these things? Huh? Can we win these things? No, you cannot win those things. Champ, I gave you a postcard. You're, you're <laughs> Not only set. did you give me a postcard and a hat, but I think you forgot that you put something in my trunk that night that I picked you up also. Oh, shit. That's right. We gave you a band-made yeah. poster that says Live Nation. A huge ass band-made like, three-foot poster board. That wasn't me, that though. Pretty from? cool. Dusty did that. So shout out to mm. Dusty. <laughs> yeah, shout out Dusty. Dusty went up to the guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He went up to the guard and was like, Can I take this sign? And they let him. <laughs> no shit. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> so he gave that was at the uh New Jersey show. Let's let's start in order. I don't even we've talked about LA quite a bit. We could go over it again real quick if you want. Um, which I just want to say, shout out to SJ Nix who got our tickets for that. I can't thank you, yeah, enough, dude. man. Thank you, um, man, for coming through. I'm putting up a like a little um, thing about your new channel called the Made Network. You guys should go subscribe to that. Very interesting Made news stuff. Network, although it's not news. Made News Network, <laughs> even though it's not news. That's the first question on their debut video. So, first question: Are we news? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might want to re. You might want to rethink that title then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. It was is very, very, very cool. I I enjoyed the first video I watched. I'm um, look forward to watching that second video, and definitely gonna be mentioning it during my LA review. I'm glad you released it before I did that one. Good. I'll talk about that. Um, made news network. So make sure you go subscribe to that. Um, really cool channel. There are two huge fans since what well, at the beginning, right, Nick's? If you're still there, let everyone know, chat. I think it's since they've. 2019 or something not sure but i know he said he went to the okay. their first concerts and stuff in the u.s yeah big fans <laughs> done a lot for him through several shows and it uh makes them happy they've officially made band made laugh and and made him happy so that's cool unlike unlike ryan making them cry and scaring <laughs> psyche <Just> kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here, let's start with LA. We'll go. We'll talk about New York. Let's just go down the line. We'll start with LA. We'll do a brief recap because I know we've talked about it before. I'll let you lead this off, Ryan. Tell everyone about the LA show. Uh, it was great. <laughs> I I feel like I've talked about it so much. You talked about it so much. It was, but uh, it it was it was um full of expectations and and exhausted minds and legs and uh whatever overall the yeah. show was great meeting everybody was great when walking up to the line and uh you know there's people that uh, uh nicks and peter lamb and i i'm having a a, a a break right now in my brain as far as he was there there's just a ton of people there's so much to, to meet and people that from comments you know and in, in multiple videos that you finally get to put a face to and uh that overshadows anything that was kind of uh, negative about the show initially when I look back at it. And then uh, when From Now On hit in the concert, that just, it was like a slap across the face to wake up and enjoy the goddamn show. And it was incredible. And uh, then Sayanakadori just made everything okay. And, uh, I just looking back, it was just an incredible experience. Sayonakadori, yeah. Um, that was my um put down the fucking camera moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was my uh um uh, I literally stopped recording after that. I I yep. just was like, what am I doing? I'm right up front. Pay, pay attention, motherfucker. <laughs> pay attention, exactly. That's and that's what I did. Um, like I said, I'm like like I said, you go to so many shows, that's why I just recorded some parts and some didn't. You know, just have like review of the video, but yeah, I kind of gave up on that. Uh, but that was my first full concert after Aftershock, and it was a huge difference. But it just got better from there. So the first show that we all met up was in Boston, and that was Champ's first show. So Champ, you can finally talk about a concert with us on the <laughs> podcast. So what did you Yay. think, Champ, seeing them? What Philly? Wait, Philly. I didn't go to Sorry. Boston. Yeah, not Philly. Boston. Philly. Sorry, there, there's yeah, so many shows Philly, in my Philly head. Philly was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that, so that was when I finally, finally met up with Ryan and Alan. Which, uh, yeah, I haven't actually talked about my experience of, at the shows at all yet since I've uh, seen them because I was just waiting to kind of put together a whole ass. Like I've got literally 69 videos exactly that I took at the uh, at the two shows that I went to. I, I had to say that because it's a, it's nice. a funny number because you're a child. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's also accurate. So like, I mean, why yeah. wouldn't I, right? Fact is facts. <laughs> it's facts. It's facts. <laughs> uh, so I haven't talked about it at all because I'm like, my, my, my video is like, I don't know. It's, it's really messy and it's taking forever, but eventually it's going to be really good. But just to kind of go over some of the cool stuff, I thought it was, all right. So first of all, I brought one of my buddies with me who was not a bandmate fan. First thing he said when he walked out of there was that was fucking awesome. I think I got to be a new fan now. I was like, yes, this is what Good. it's all about. My friends, this is why you have a reaction channel, right? <laughs> like, right. this is why we do what we do. Um, but it was cool. Finally meeting up with Ryan and Alan. Uh, we saw the, what was the song? So, and also they played a 
pretty different set list than they did in the next show that I went to uh, in New Jersey. I mean, obviously, a lot of the songs were the same, but there were some switch ups and stuff like that. I agree 100 percent that Sayonak Dory was awesome. I was actually surprised by how great it was. Um, it's not one of the songs I listen to that much, uh, you know, when I'm listening to a bandmate. <clears throat> but when that one came on, man, I was just like fucking miku has come such a long way man like to to be able to take the forefront player guitar sing the song at the same time and have it all sound just like the album was yeah. fantastic yeah, yeah that was Dude, that was now, one of my favorite parts i know every time i saw it and i'm sure when you too when when she uh, hits hits the note does her solo and then at the end she hits that note and everybody just cheers louder than hell and her face mm. just lights up because she's just so happy it's just awesome mm-hmm. man this is cool mm-hmm really cool moment i agree 100 percent. yeah and um just ultimately like from my first view of the show and and i stood like so if you look at the venue the the venue in philly is is just like basic ass venue right like it's a big square with a rafter over the top and um so i kind of like went down the middle and then to the left and i scooted over to in front of misa so i was watching from like the base perspective area which did make it so that I couldn't really hear Konami that well. Like I could hear her, but like it wasn't as well as I would have liked, but yeah. I could hear everything and see everything that Misa was doing. And I feel like that was an experience unto itself just to, yeah. to be able to watch her just like, like fucking whittle away on the base the whole time, you know, because <laughs> like a couple of the videos that I had that I took of her. I didn't take any full songs. I didn't want to do that. I just, cause I was enjoying the show too much. So I would like pull up, Oh, this is a moment that I know something cool is going to happen. I'll pull out and film it or whatever. But there were some of the videos that I have is just her spanning the entirety of the neck over and over again throughout the course of like a verse, right? Like just a verse where like in my mind, she's just playing normal ass notes but when I'm watching it, she's just sliding back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Insane, and I'm playing man. a little thing up on the high and I'm just going, what the fuck is, what the fuck is she doing up there, man? Like, it is insane. Why, why is she putting in so much effort? <laughs> you know, but it, <laughs> it, it, it was so cool to watch it from, from that sort of vantage point. I, I didn't, I didn't get over by her a lot. Now when, um, I think in Philly, Really? I was in the balcony the whole time. I think it you was were. Boston. I went, walked by to go up. I went downstairs and I walked by to go upstairs and I stood there for a minute just watching her. And then she, she switched sides a couple of times with Konami. So I got to see it, but I was, I never, I wanted to get over by her. It just, you know, it just didn't happen. But no, it's like, so the one thing that I did notice with these, the two shows that I went to, it was like, if you find a good spot where you feel comfortable with how the music is being played, you don't want to move anymore. No, you know, you're it's it's like, in. yeah, you're kind of locked in immediately. And I, I did like, I immediately planned like before I went in, I was like, okay, I'll do like half from the left, half from the right. You know, maybe I'll do some shit in the middle, but like, once you find that one spot where you think everything sounds good, the last thing you want to do is move out of that spot. So, yeah. So I ended up just like sitting all the way on that side for that whole show. And then for the, for the Jersey show, I did the opposite. And I sat on the opposite. Nice. I, I was on the Konami side. How about so, watching her play? You mentioned what Misa looked like playing, and Konami to me was almost just as amazing to see her play. Well, do you want to jump over to the Jersey show now? I, I mean, I have more to talk about with the Jersey show than the Philly show. I don't know about you. What, guys. Is, what was your favorite thing about the Philly show, uh, Champ? 
My favorite thing about the Philly show was meeting you guys. What can I say? Oh, that's nice. My favorite. We went to we went to the after party. Yeah. Yeah. So these motherfuckers were were up, (laughs) you know, in the royal area, just kind of like looking down on me as if they were the fucking masters. Uh, and I was just their slave boy, but like they, they're, uh, they're up here watching from this, like right in the middle, all the way at the top. And I'm like down here, like trying to like tippy toe, like, so I could see over people, you know, up in the front, but, but yeah, it was cool. How was the sound from up there, by the way? Fucking great. It was fucking great. Cause Philly was like my favorite <laughs> after that. I was like, uh, this was like sound wise pretty fucking good. I loved it. Cause I could hear Mises bass the entire time. And it like perfectly, like I could hear. I don't know. So that was the highlight. The bass was a little bit higher, so it was nice <clears> hearing like everything that was Misa's doing. So I was really locked on and on Misa for most of that Philly show. Okay, so Where, you you were getting the same vibes as I was then in that case because I was just focused on Misa the whole time too. Although I will say that like I think the first thing. So after the uh, like on a priority list of the things that I noticed about the band the first time that I saw them, one Misa was awesome. Just that was the the immediate response that I had Two, the vocals were so much better live than I could have asked for. Like, yes. oh, yeah. 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 I thought, you know, uh, with every band ever, you know, when you, when they do something live, there's, you know, you don't expect them to sound exactly the same as the record because right. when you do, when you record something, you record it like 10 times. You know, and then you take the best takes Get it and perfect. that's what you, yeah. And that's what you hear on the album, right? This was like a one take, obviously you get one take to do this right. And uh, Psyche blew me away with how consistent she was like just straight up perfect. Like the whole time, even to the point where like in the last song that I think they finished with domination in every show, right? I think so. They yeah, definitely every every, they, every they, show I saw was finished with domination. Yeah, they finished with domination at the two that I saw. And yep. so we're 18 songs in at this point when they, they start doing domination. And there's like a specific moment in that song in the pre-chorus where she's building up to that first chorus. And the first half of the pre-chorus, she goes into this. Um, she's doing her her full on chest voice, but then she she hits this flip up to her head voice, right? she goes like a little falsetto and then on the next line she switches and she takes that falsetto away and replaces it with this growl that she does yeah. and i talk about that in my original video for for watching domination the live one you know like three years ago and it's always stuck in my head because i just like i really like that format of how she uses the the switch ups right there leading into the chorus and when they played this live 18 songs in two hours later she still hit both of those spots exactly the same as like that official live video and that's when i was just like damn dude like that's nuts. Like she what? just fucking like we're two hours in and she's still hitting every note perfectly. She, she did that. And then she even put every show. It was like more intense every time, like a l- little bit more fucking growl into it every time mm. <laughs> by the end. It's like, fuck it. And just goes for it. It's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And it'd then show, like, it'd show I will... up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Miku sounded great singing too. I will say that the, the one difference that I noticed between like the, album versions and 
and the live versions um when it came to the vocals was I, I felt like there was more of a separation between miku and psyche in the sound when they were singing together not like a separation in that like it wasn't working together just that i i thought it was more obvious what the different voices sounded like oh, right on. when they were singing together live versus the album where i think they blend like and and probably intentionally so they've got production on albums and stuff like that that where you can you you know mess with the levels and stuff like that uh, you I, can't do that live but i i thought it gave it more of a raw feeling which i really like i've I, I love raw sounding live shows, yeah. you know, so um, but it still sounded really, really fucking good. Them working together. Just it was obvious who was singing when they were singing. I think um, I realized that with, uh, with Miku, I think what happens on the albums, you get you get like uh, your main vocals and like an octave vocal and then you get a harmony in there mm. and they're both doing them. And Miku would she would sing the harmony that wasn't just the, the octave, you know, copy. So she, she'd sing that, you know, whatever step it was harmony so you hear that distinction a little bit more like yeah like you said there's not as much kind of holding everything together you get that separation it's really cool to hear yeah that makes what? a lot of sense did you notice anything like that alan, with the vocals alan might be i i was no 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 I, i'm like producing <laughs> i was like and i was like da, 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 trying to keep everything up <laughs> keep it running smoothly uh i was just gonna say i agree with everything you guys were saying um as far as you guys talk about vocals miku uh when she came in with rocking me later on i really oh, loved hearing that so tone in her voice and it was amazing i i loved it i mean i feel so like blessed to be able to hear sayonakadori and rocking me by miku I, yeah. I just like I you guys know I love her vocals. They're like my favorite. I, I really do. I just something about her vocal style I really like and Psyche was, I agree, the most impressive. And I realized that at the LA show. L, the LA show was where actually I realized that aftershock. Aftershock, I'm like, holy shit, this is way better in person. Way <laughs> better in person. It's the C D just didn't do justice for me. And we were talking about before we started a podcast, I was listening to I've been listening to Domination like I know I didn't. I got in bandmate, like, you know, became more of a fan when Unseen World and Ryan and I were talking about it. And now I'm really, really <clears throat> appreciating Domination. It's actually becoming a favorite of mine. I've been listening to it nonstop <laughs> lately, along mm, with yeah. uh, Pell Dust's new album. But um, I forgot where I was going. What, with that. what, what but did the you vocals guys, were. Did you guys, in between the two songs, the two Miku songs, which one did you like more? Sinakadori or, or. I Rocky? can't choose. I can't choose. They're both were equally amazing uh, because there were two different ranges of her voice. There were two different ranges and they showcase what Miku can do on uh, different registers because it's a completely different sound when she does rocking me. And I like both of them yeah. a lot. It's so it's really hard for me. What about you, Ryan? Um, rocking me was one that I was kind of like, eh, when I first started, when I first heard it. And as I've been listening to him, every time it came on, I liked it. I, I say this to so many songs, but I literally liked it more and more. And and instead of like waiting for it to be over so I could hear the next song, I was like kind of looking forward to it. So after hearing the sound of Kadori a few times, when that came on, it was at Philly, right? I think you signed Kadori. Yeah, it, I was so fucking happy to hear it and just and how. Uh, it, yeah, I I don't know, man. It was it was way I was way more excited to hear it than I thought it would have been, mm. especially a year I, ago. But when it came on, I was like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> I, to hear this. I didn't realize how bad I wanted to hear that song, and it was yeah. Just, I, I felt similarly in that one. Oh, it was just great, man! And you know, you're I right. will it's, say a, that it's like, a very different way of singing, and it's like more kind of 
where Santa Cadori is kind of she's pushing her 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 voice and it sounds great. Rocking me is like she's in in the fucking zone. It's right in her comfort zone, so it just sounds so yes, so great. I feel like uh, I, I had the opposite reaction to you, Ryan, about Rockin' Me. The first time I heard Rockin' Me, I was like, damn, this is like such an underrated bandmate song. Like this should be like yeah. at the top of the list type of thing. And uh, so I, I like Rockin' Me album version almost like like twice as much as Cyanocadori, to tell you the truth. I'm like a really big fan of Rockin' Me. Not as much about Cyanocadori. Cyanocadori hits me on an emotional completely. level. I would say that yeah, that's what I, it is it's for got me. it's got more yeah more of that that melody to it I think but but live it was the complete opposite like literally the complete opposite I I liked Cyanoc Dory so much more than Rockin' Me wow. um like to the point where when they played Rockin' Me I wasn't like disappointed that Rockin' Me was being played I was like oh cool it's Rockin' Me like I'm happy that this is happening but I was also like oh does this mean we're not going to get to hear Cyanoc Dory again you know because yeah. I, I really I was looking forward to it after hearing it the first time in Philly I was looking forward to hearing it in in Jersey Damn. and then I didn't get it so so I was a little disappointed by that but it was cool that we got Rockin' Me too I gotta it's, say it's like, somebody mentioned in the chat though like with Miku's songs I they're always my favorite song almost on every bandmate album I don't know why like they're all I feel like they go so <laughs> I don't, maybe it's because she's doing something different with her voice. So like the guitar just goes harder or something or something happens with those songs where it's just completely different. And whenever a Miku song comes up on the album, it's like refreshing. If that makes there's, sense. There's I like feel this, like there's less. Shift. I feel like there's less like, um, how do I say this? Because I, I don't want to have this come off as like a negative because it's not a negative. But in the Miku songs, I always notice that it feels like there's less clutter around it. Like it's it's there's like more open atmosphere in those songs most of the time. And uh, when you when they play them live, I feel like it's notice it's it's almost like you can grab onto each note a little bit more. I, I always notice that about like simpler songs live. Like the more complicated a song is live, uh, the harder it is to separate the blend of the the live mix sound or whatever. A song yeah. like Cyanoc Dory that just starts off with the vocals and the palm mutes, duh, 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 you know what I mean? Like it's really obvious what's happening. You hear every note. So uh, I just think that that really like adds on to the live experience when you've got a song like that in your set list to separate the songs like Influencer and From Now On and stuff like mm. that, which are like really like intense, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's uh, just give a shout out to uh, Makaluku, who has sent in a super chat, $10 super chat. It says, best band made content on the interweb band made family unite. And then the other one, uh, Rod Miller said, in New York City, every uh, Thanksgiving does the top 1,043 songs as voted on by fans. It's a classic rock station. Thought about nominating Thrill. Want to see Bandmade make it on the list this year. Your thoughts. If we can get them on the list and then we can promote it over here on the podcast to get people to go over there and vote and on our channels, of course, I'd say let's do it. If we can get them on, is there like, I'm not sure what the rules are on that, Rod. Let us know, and then we could definitely try to make that happen and get them at the top. That'd be really cool. I don't know. Manners mm -hmm. would be pretty awesome. I, mean, I yeah. can't believe they didn't play Manners on this this tour. I'm really surprised by that. Didn't it? Isn't one of the their like fastest? Oh, they did though. They did play Manners. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, they didn't play it at either of the shows they that did, I went yeah. to. Yeah. Motherfucker. They played That's it. Well, I was at. <laughs> great. <laughs> what did they another... replace? Like, what was there instead? Oh my god! I don't remember. Uh, so they played many songs. it in New York. Um, they played Santa Cadori from now on. 
They didn't play on set. It was endless story, daydreaming, then manners. Oh, then the fucking dragon cries. <laughs> Not to, oh, I didn't it, hear that either. Ryan, do you remember? We haven't talked about this, but from now on was very, very special at Boston show. I felt like it was like a little extra with the leads and stuff. I remember Ryan and I looking at each other when they did from now on instrumental and it just being like, what the, f-? <laughs> like, it moment. was so heavy. Was so good. And she, I don't, what, what is, I don't remember. I had to go back and listen. Was there extra parts in that lead? Cause I felt like there was like, she's shredding like a little faster or they were playing it faster. I don't know what I don't it was. Know. I don't, I don't think so. I think it was just her, her, uh, <laughs> Her presence, man. Yeah, I mean, just it's fucking crazy. It was intense. It was the best. I don't know about. Well, I didn't. It was well, the best performance of from now Boston? on. Yeah, it was the best performance yeah. of from now on. I saw on the sh- on the tour, um, from the shows I saw. I, I I thought the two that I saw were amazing. Like it was probably my favorite song that they played, honestly. Which is crazy. It's an instrumental. I was just talking about how great the vocals were, um, but. It was it, it just sounded so fucking good, bro. Like, I mean, the second and that was the song where so I brought my son to the second one, the one in Jersey, and he's heard bandmate, you know, I'll play him in the car when we're driving home and stuff like that. He's a total weeb, like he listens to like anime OSTs and stuff like that in his free time. So um, he's intrigued by it. But he's also kind of like, you know, he listens to mostly like guy vocals and stuff like that in, in most of the stuff that he listens to, which is kind of how I was when I was that that age, too. I think it yeah. took me a little while to get into the female vocals. But uh, it was in From Now On where we were standing there and we were on Konami's side where I'm, I'm filming and he just turned around and he looked at me and he just shook his head. That's like, awesome. This what <laughs> that she is insane, dude. Yeah. Like and then and then after the song ended, I said, why'd you shake your head at me? And he. He goes, because that guitar, dad, like, and I was like, yeah, I know, man. Like it was fucking blowing me away too. And I was right next to her amp at that point. Me and her were like three feet away from that amp. And it was just for a song that's so complicated and has so many parts to it. And all of these like fast guitar leads, it came out so clearly live. That was like my main takeaway about, um, about that song i could hear every fucking note that they played i don't know how they did that it's such a fast and complicated song and it just it it it, it was like it was as if it was an album version yeah it's insane dude it's fucking insane when uh i was talking to elliot about it i think after the la show i said something like oh somebody asked oh are they listening to it more i'm like yeah you know he likes he doesn't really listen to it on his own he's like yeah i do i got from now on in my playlist and Santa Cor- Dory, then he lists off something else, but he loves from now on. It's just a, just a great fucking song, dude. He's like, that's They also awesome. did, um, I, I love that they did the, uh, I'm obviously a band made live, uh, newbie. I mean, we all are to an extent, but yeah. you guys saw them a lot more times than I did beforehand. When they played freedom at all the shows, did they yeah. always break down into the middle, uh, that 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 sort of bridge uh where everybody t- takes their own turn and does a solo uh, i don't think they, they did in that. new york Interesting. on the set list that new york and philly doesn't have it i think in okay. those they did a, a solo extended intros for like no god no they played it in philly they definitely played freedom in philly i don't know why it wouldn't no they played freedom but they didn't do the uh solo um, well, no okay so <clears throat> so they did do the drum solo 
uh, in Philly. Uh, I, I have that on film, but it wasn't to the same extent as the one that they did in Jersey, which uh, oh, like okay. I filmed both of them and it was as if they like cut the one in Philly. Like ha- it was like half as long as the one oh, in Jersey I see or something saying, like that. Saying. Yeah. But yeah. And like what I was going to say to add what you're saying though, just uh, it's amazing, right guys, that they're able to do a different kind of show for everyone. Because now yeah. if you just went to one show, you got a unique experience. It's not the same boring fucking set over and over again not that it's boring at all i'm sure if they play the same set every time but the cool thing is everybody will have a unique experience from when they went so they they'll have something to talk about no matter what city you're in if you watched in dallas your dallas um experience is gonna be way different than somebody who watched it in phoenix or if you watched it in la it's gonna be way different than new york city like i yeah. think that's what's really cool about the whole thing and i don't i this is the first band i've ever seen multiple times ever this is the most seen band I've ever seen, ever. I've never done this before. So I don't know if this is something that other bands do or not. I have no clue. I do know oh. from when I saw Nemophila, I saw them twice, and it was pretty much kind of the same, but different different songs because Aftershock was way different than Whiskey Go-Go. But it felt like there was something unique, and they tried to do stuff with the emceeing. They did unique things on the city also, which I think a lot of bands will do. But like I said, I'm not familiar with it. I think Ryan's probably seen more more bands that probably multiple times. I don't know. What do, what do you guys think on that? Well, for me personally, I, I, think, I think I've probably seen, I don't know, like, 20 bands multiple times and i would i would say that like even a band like in flames what i would consider my favorite band of all time mm-hmm. um doesn't even come close to what i saw with bandmade when it comes okay. to one the accuracy of what they were playing first and foremost like there's there's something that happens when you go to a live show where like even if you listen to a band a lot, sometimes it all blends together, right? It just becomes one big show. It's almost like hard to pick out. Oh, wait, what song is this that they're playing right now? Like, you know, you're 30 seconds in and you're going, wait, which one is this? I'm not really sure until they get to the chorus, maybe. And you go, Oh yeah, that's right. This this one. Um, And like, when I go to see these other bands, like, I mean, I could probably, uh, God forbid, uh, in flames, kill switch, engage uh, black Sabbath. I've seen all these bands like uh, over four times each. Right. And I I feel like they play mostly the same show. If you see them in the same year, like if I see, if you see them in October and then you see them in November, they're playing the same show. Yeah. Uh, Bandmate didn't feel like that. Like I, I got a totally different experience from Philly than I did from Jersey. And it's not, we'll talk about the venue in Jersey in in a second because that was, yeah, I definitely want to talk about it. So different than everything else. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the actual songs that they played and the way that they talked to the audience, like uh, I believe in Philly, they actually had to cut a song out because the Philly audience was, because they only played 17 in Philly. I think they played 18 everywhere else, or was they I played 16 in Philly that. and 17 everywhere else, something like that. Yeah, um, it started out 18, went to 17, then down to 16. Everyone was cheering for bananas for too long. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> bananas. I think I took some of the time. <laughs> banana. Banana. Uh, banana. Banana. <laughs> I love how they say it. <laughs> it's so funny. Banana. How they, put, they put the emphasis on the middle A. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of bananas going on in this concert, but I, I really, really felt like uh, I got a different experience in the two venues, which is not something they can say for most of the bands I've seen multiple times, no, at least in the same year. Obviously, it's, if it's a different year, it changes, but yeah, it's like at the same times, 
it's really cool for fans because they only got something unique but then if you only went to one you're like oh i missed this song or that song like it's yeah it's awesome though because you're right though because you know like i went i saw in flames recently and i i'm not i had like one album of theirs for years and i loved it so most of what i heard i didn't know so mm-hmm. most of the, the variation came from the vocals because when you hear fast guitar for three other bands before them <laughs> it's kind of hard to differentiate what's going on Just so, more fast it was guitar. it was still great but yeah being able to uh you know if you only went to one show you saw something somebody else didn't see so, so it's more of yeah, an incentive to go to more shows probably that's just and say. they don't yeah. do that like blindly they know what the fuck they're doing you know oh, they're yeah, given given each crowd a unique experience and then with the imagine time same thing it's always different so you know not only do you have your own stuff to talk about we have stories to share with other people about about your band and it just you know makes experience that much better ryan what other bands have you seen multiple times other than band made uh, uh what like 311 kill switch engage how would you compare um, it in comparison to those bands to the bandmates though? 311 is a very underrated band i think because I, I mean they're old and they're not really popular but they still sell out stadiums they have huge huge shows that go they go on tour and they have huge shows and they're all insanely talented now when i saw them i say i saw them three times um they had a lot to pull from so they changed up set list but so i didn't see multiple times on like the same tour i saw them different different tours but the songs they played they there's a uh, one song where they do a drum solo is the on the album was a drum solo and um uh, chad sexton would change up the drum solo but it was similar for kind of each show mm. it's different from the studio but you kind of knew it, they're all incredible shows but i would say i mean kill switch is fucking great too but they had they have moments where they do like these uh harm like uh pinch harmonic fucking squeal battles and it can go on for a while <laughs> like the whole song they'll do it so they had their moments too you know the one guitar player is a goofball and he runs around like short shorts and a fucking cape <laughs> <laughs> so i mean surprisingly like entertaining for a really heavy heavy you know hardcore band kill switch is awesome let's just be yeah, real dude. kill switch yeah. is fucking awesome i can't get band, into it right? man and they're still saw, going today they're i recently, saw them at re- aftershock and i cannot get into them I was like, really? So, well, I was they got so Jesse singing with them now. I like Howard. Yeah, Jesse's back. Jesse. Uh, Do uh, you? I, Interesting. I, their, their new stuff I don't like. Is I was happy when Jesse's coming back, and I'm like, man, I don't like all their new stuff. Oh, uh, Rick. Uh, you, Rick is saying on here, big change this year on the last U.S. Bandmate Tour 2019. They had the same set list for every show. So wow. that's interest. So they. You know they got better. They made the show better, which is awesome. It's cool to see band. Yeah, making not the live only show did better. they just ma- like make it better. I mean, they've got a larger discography now, right? Yeah. And uh, they had to include the new songs. So I'm I'm assuming that the one consistent, uh, they're the main consistent between all of the shows is they probably played all of the new ones at all of them, right? Like Influencer, Unleash, from now on, I think it was at every okay. show, right? I'm, I'm just assuming uh, they didn't do from now on at Chicago. I don't think. Oh, they is that they one of the play. ones they cut down on? Yeah, but the, okay. in, you know, so there's they didn't play any instrumentals, but they had no Sonic Adori, no instrumentals. They had Rock and Me, and then 
they didn't do either of the instrumentals in Chicago. No, no, they didn't. So uh, what would did, what, okay? So here's <laughs> uh, here's something I'll say b- about the instrumentals. I thought that from now on sounded way better than Onset did live. I don't even know why exactly. Uh, when they played Onset, it took me a little while to figure out which song they were playing. I think, and, and uh, once I realized, it, I was like, "Oh, cool! This is Onset." I'm surprised they're actually like still playing this song, you know, because I hadn't looked at any of the set lists before I went into this. Yeah. So I was just like, because I wanted like a fresh take, right? So, um, so when they started playing Onset, I was like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" Like, it's been so long since I've actually listened to Onset, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and when I realized I was oh cool this is really cool this sounds good blah 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 but then they immediately went into from now on after onset and from now on to me stood above it It and I love onset yeah it showed how simple onset is onset is a very it's relatively it's a simple song like Mm. I've I've played it I've played it actually correctly (laughs) and it's a fun song to play and I will always love the song but from now on is fucking crazy man and hearing it right after onset i was super happy when onset started when i saw him i'm like oh my god i get to see it live and Mm. i knew i know like every every second of it you know what i mean and then from now on started and it's just i was just like dumbfounded staring at konami because of everything she pulls off hey what did you guys think of hate when that came on because i hadn't heard it yet and then when i first <laughs> yeah. heard it live man i fucking fell in love with that song oh yeah i was <laughs> waiting for that man if that song got more aggressive as the shows progressed because they started playing hate like every time i'm like oh my god the song keeps getting better and better every time i hear it Didn't <laughs> and they play it after the heavier. first time at, at new york yep yep what a oh, what yeah. a perfect yeah. venue! Yeah, they didn't play it. At Ryan, Florida, right? what a perfect venue for them to play hate. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> they played it. They played it because of me. I'll explain later. Oh, it's such a good song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they didn't play it at Philly, and I, I, so when they played it, the Jersey uh, champs cutting out. You just cut out and froze. Uh, it took me. That was another. Hey, champ! Another, you're gonna have to repeat everything you like, just said because uh, the, we didn't hear. And he's still cutting out. So, uh, your internet's cutting out. But anyways, yeah, I think he was talking about Philly. We'll wait till he comes back. Okay, there he is. Now he's looking smooth. All right, go ahead, champ. What were you saying? Hello, hello. You got cut out. I the whole Philly thing we didn't hear. <laughs> okay, well, it wasn't that important. Just that they, I, I don't, they, I was saying hate. Uh, they didn't. Um, I don't. I don't even remember. Oh, oh yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, I didn't recognize it at first at all when we got into uh, a, at the New Jersey show. I was just like, "What the fuck song is this?" Like, it sounds so familiar. I, I I couldn't put my finger on it or whatever until she started saying that she hates you, or, or hates me, or whoever she's talking to, right? And then I was like, "Oh, this is fucking hate, bro!" And then like as as soon as I realized it, I got like super into it, <laughs> you know. And then by the time the song ended, and she's just like, "I hate you, I hate you, I hate you," I was just like. Well, like my fist pumping in the air. Yeah, I hate them too. <laughs> Tell them. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, fuck those assholes. <laughs> but I, th- I thought it was awesome. It, w- it was so cool that they actually added that in towards the end too. Like who, who does that? Who adds in a song in the, into their set list like towards the end of the leg of their of their tour, man? Because like, they weren't playing it at any of the other shows. They just suddenly no. started playing in the last couple shows. It's like fucking awesome. Man. Yeah. I actually enjoyed the Jersey show more than the Philly show. Just in general. Uh, I thought that so let me just explain the venue for anybody that was is not aware of what this venue was it's literally in a mall like a literal mall 
It's called the American Dream Mall in yeah. New Jersey. And it is like um, the fanciest mall I've ever been to. I mean, you like walk in and there's like golden sphinxes like greeting you at the door as you walk past Fifth, uh, Saks Fifth Avenue and Gucci and all this fucking crazy ass expensive stuff, right? So you're walking through this golden palace to eventually lead you into the most colorful room in the entire world to the Nickelodeon universe, right? So you walk through this fancy mall, you get to the Nickelodeon universe. Now there's like color splatter all over. There's a fucking theme park in there. There's a <laughs> roller coaster literally just in in there and all these other rides and shit like that right the roller coaster is almost directly above the stage like the way that it swoops around it like goes above the stage and stuff like that and because of the the formation of this this area there's no walls on the sides there's no ceiling everything is super far away right so my immediate thought was wow they just built this little stage in the middle of this fucking mall and there's no way that the acoustics are going to be any good. There's no walls to bounce anything off of. It's going to just spread everywhere, right? I was 100% wrong about that. The The actual sound itself was probably better than the Philly show. Wow. It kind of blew me away. I, I thought that everything... Alan, you, you saw the first half of it. What did you think of the sound at Jersey? <clears throat> this, I... Uh, I didn't think it was as good. It felt like LA, mm. but times four. And it was like was it really loud, or was it just? The, it was really loud. If you're right in front of it, you could hear it very well. Everything was really good. You walk away just a little bit, though. It was very, very echoey. A champ was further up front. I was in the back on a podium, and uh, looking out to the crowd, and it was still good. It was very loud. It was the weirdest venue ever to me. Weirdest ever. Weirdest there are people ever. literally riding the roller coaster as the show was going on. Oh, so seriously. It's like, they're playing, they're playing music, and you see these people above you, just or whatever. They had to talk about it, you know, like like bandmate was. They basically were forced into talking about what was going on because there's no way that you don't see what's happening there, right? Uh, but it, it was cute. Like they were talking about, they they wanted to know who was going on the roller coaster with them afterwards and stuff like that. Um, so it was just it was just a a really intriguing place to see a show i've never seen a show in a venue like that before now alan was he was towards the back and standing on a podium i was like right up front the sound right up front was perfect now because okay. of the the acoustics and the lack of the walls and stuff like that i didn't venture out i didn't want to move my, i didn't want to lose my spot um yeah. i had you know pretty much uh, everywhere i walked in that place somebody would be like hey champ what's going on right <laughs> so yeah. uh, so like uh you know there are people like in the middle of the crowd like these two guys um i'm standing on the side and these two guys are like no no champ come over here like get closer blah 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 so they gave me their spot and that was really nice i'm sorry friends I, I forgot your names but i really appreciated that and so they brought me and my son in to watch from like right in front of konami's amp and uh, from that perspective the sound was flawless 100 flawless to the point where like you know even though misa was on the other side i still heard everything that misa was doing i heard everything that everybody was doing that was one of the best sounding shows that i've been to in a really really long time and i i can't even explain to you why acoustically it worked so well because logically it doesn't seem like it should um, Alan, obviously he had a little bit of a different experience. I guess it's all determinant on where you were standing in the audience. Um, but I just thought it was so fun to see everything up close like that. And the venue did allow for you to, unlike a lot of the other venues that I see bands at, uh, 
you don't have to be shoulder to shoulder if you don't want to be. You know, you can spread yeah. as much as you want to. It's it was as comfortable uh, as you could be watching a band at a venue, quote unquote, a venue, right? So it's like, you know, it had its pros and cons. Obviously, it changes uh, the sound depending on where you're standing. But like, if you get in the right spot, it was 100% flawless, and I loved every every instant. I, I like that show more for sure just from awesome. the sound perspective um there was this one moment i will say that i locked eyes with miss konami see i don't i don't i didn't get to have this this up close and personal experience you guys had to have so i had to like invent my ryan own. ryan really ryan. locked eyes like for real locked eyes. yeah That's they good. like locked eyes and like start crying and like you know blah 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 mine was please notice me please please for the love of god i'm standing right here please notice me and uh in the middle of one of konami solos because i was so close to her right like in the middle yeah. of one of her solos so she walks up and she's standing on her amp she puts her foot on her amp and I'm just like freaking out. I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. And I noticed nobody else around me is even moving. I was like, what the hell is really? going on right now? And uh, she looks at me and I just said, Konami, I fucking love you. And I made a big heart. And she like, <laughs> she, she was like staring at me while she was playing the solo. And then she just like gave me like a quick, like smile and a nod. And then the, nice. the, the guys next to me were like, oh, she knows Mr. Man. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> type of thing but uh it was it was just really cool man like and i and i thoroughly enjoyed just and the ease of access to the venue i I gotta mention it once i the parking lot was literally like five feet away from the actual uh the mall itself so of all the shows i've ever gone to there's no like there was no waiting you know what i mean like there was no walking far to find the the place or anything like this like you walk right in and you're at the show fucking amazing right so uh ease of access i mean one of the best shows i've ever been to right there but yeah that's that's pretty much all i you know i met captain dusty over there i met uh you know alan was over there and it took them back to their hotel afterwards and my son like i said my son came uh came with me this time this was the first concert that he'd ever been to in his whole life not just band made just any concert ever i'd been trying to get his mom to let me take him to a concert forever she finally said yes I finally took him and he had just the best experience. And uh, as soon as I dropped Alan, you and uh, Dusty off at the hotel afterwards, um, he said, so are they coming back? And I said, well, yeah, of course. He was like, are we going to see them again? I was like, yeah, sure. If you want to. And he was like, <laughs> cool, are there, there, and he goes, are there any other bands coming? I was like, uh nima fila is gonna be here and he was like oh nima fila let's go to that show too and i was nice. like all right man i built it like i, I built this <laughs> with my own two hands here he is he's becoming one of us so yeah. that was that was ultimately as much as i love the band and i love meeting you guys like the most fulfilling experience for me was to introduce my son to great music great live music and have him have such a a profound and and positive experience with it, it was just like it warmed my heart man it felt like i did some dadding right you know Cool. I when uh, I took Elliot to his first show, we went and saw In Flames, uh, and so he was. I mean, uh, Vendad was already playing when we when we got in there, and I when I walked in first and I turned around. I just want to see him feel music for the first time like that. And he walked in and he just got this huge smile on his face, like "What is this?" Because he never heard volume like that. Yeah. And then so we, you know, four bands, four heavy fucking bands that way heavier than he usually listens to, and he loved it. I had him get in the pit. <laughs> Go ahead, man. You're still like your bones will bend at this point, <laughs> but it wasn't that crazy, man. He, they just went around a few times. He came out 
Uh, and so when he went, when we went to see Bandmade, I was like, well, I said, what do you think, man? How's it compare? And he's like, oh, it's I like this better. <laughs> like he liked Bandmade better. I think it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know why, you know, I think it's just, it might've been more fun mm. and easier to kind of follow the music. Yeah, probably. But it was, it's, it's, a, it's a completely different environment, but yeah, it was. Yeah. I did notice like the, um, like I, there was no like pits, at least not at the shows that I went to, right? Like there was like a quick little like mosh pit yeah, circle thing all... that started for like a couple seconds and it was over. Right. But yeah, the, the main thing that I noticed was, and also, by the way, the demographic at the two shows I went to were very different, like Dude. vastly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it I know was... we talked about this at Philly because when I went to Philly, it was just like it was a bunch of us. It was just a bunch of like older white dudes, right? Like, yeah. and um, you guys were telling me that like the night before or whatever that in DC or whatever was like a totally different experience. Yeah, there was like the demo was split more. There, there was the shows themselves were different, but it was because I think by what even boston it was it was probably the one of the most diverse crowds mm. men women young young you know teenagers boys and girls and there was a lot of uh ethnic diversity too it was really cool to see because you know i assumed it was going to be a bunch of like you said like us uh, <laughs> you know older white guys going to the show because that's a lot of the comments and stuff and on discord a lot of that but as as it got closer to the show more and more people started to join the discords and uh it was really cool to walk up and just be like, this is a very good, it's a, it's a wide swath of, of culture going to see these shows. And it was really cool mm-hmm. to see because they're, they're bringing, there's people from all over the goddamn world coming <laughs> just to see them. True. I, I mean, the New Jersey one uh, was, was really diverse in the sense that it felt to me like in Philly, everybody that went there, like for the most part knew who they were and they were going there to see bandmade and the show in Jersey felt way more like, like I, I talked to a bunch of people there and almost everybody there had somebody that didn't listen to bandmade with them. Yeah. And it, so, so there was a lot more, it was, it definitely skewed a lot younger first and foremost the show in jersey yeah. was i mean probably like a 15 year difference at average wow. and uh way more girls there also and then also way more people that have never listened to bandmate before so i i actually loved that show because I, I heard so many people just talking about how great the show was i i didn't know them all so i didn't know how many of them like had actually seen it before but i heard a couple right. people at least talk about uh how this was their first time seeing bandmate and that they thought it was really really good too like i feel like the jersey show really built some new fans i think and, so that's probably because you're talking about how how easily accessible it was probably had a big play in it like it's not a big deal to go there and watch it as opposed to traveling into a fucking city and finding parking or somewhere to stay or whatever a hundred percent also on the last move. day I, I checked the prices on the last day and there's only 16 bucks to get in yeah well. so if you if you wanted to see band made on uh, in jersey you could have gotten there for you know less than a tank of gas you know what i mean so uh because it was so, it's, it, i mean they said it was a four thousand person venue right like that was what they kind of call themselves oh we, we've got a venue four thousand people i mean it's a fucking mall you could fit five yeah a hundred thousand people in there if you really want to you know what i mean but like we're there yeah i i would probably i don't think that i mean actually watching the show itself i would say less than a thousand people right alan like uh, Uh, yeah there wasn't that many no wonder why there was still tickets available so i think with that show since it was a very open space you could technically fit like thousands of people in there because you have so much technically 
I, I mean, I was tempted to go on a roller coaster to watch Band Made from a roller coaster. That would have been pretty funny. Dude, I wanted so badly to get a video from. So there's this other ride that was oh, right we forgot next to, do to the that. stage. Yeah, that like shoots up and then you like stay at the top for a while before they drop you. You know that ride that's at like every theme park it goes up and then you wait like 30 seconds and it just drops you down real fast, kind of goes back yeah. and forth a little bit. Um, I so badly wanted to get on that fucking ride and film them from there because you would have gotten like this high angle shot directly down onto them, but I didn't want to lose my spot. So I wasn't willing to like, <laughs> you know, wait or whatever, or, like, you know, miss any of the show in order to do that. But it would have been a really cool uh, photo opportunity, I think. And there were also like, because there was a balcony behind them, there was like some people, I don't know how they got there, but there were some people watching from behind and looking down. I thought that would have been a really cool experience also. Like, just the bird's eye view of the concert type of thing but so yeah it was it was it was wow. a really cool venue uh, it was really cool in the sense that i enjoyed it it was really weird in the sense that it wasn't a venue at all <laughs> it wasn't actually a musical venue yeah that i was not expecting it to be inside of a park at all i think people that saw photos of it were thinking the same thing like wait a second this is uh not there you know, I wonder if bandmate knew, you know, like that was my first thought. Like, I did wonder. they know what they were getting into in this situation? I hope they didn't have to pay like, because if I was a playing lot of money to get there or something, anything like that, that's like rent out the venue to play. Because if I said if somebody was like, you're playing the show and I got showed up to play there, I'd be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, that'd be weird. So how do you guys? So there's a lot of like controversy back and forth between fan cams. And and obviously Ryan, I've had experience in both ends with dealing with fan cams. Where Ryan has been blocked off by a fan cam the entire show. Um, I had yeah. I did some fan cam myself, but I had a particular way I do it, so I don't block anyone. But overall, what do you guys feel about fan cams? I asked the uh, I asked our audience also. I put a chat in there. I spelled concert strong. Go figure. But um, <laughs> well, what do you guys think? Start with you, Ryan. Um, I think there's a place for them. There's no doubt that fan cams have had a huge part of expanding their fan base, especially during uh, COVID and, you know, the last few years where you have people that are taking very nice shots and they're getting, you know, decent quality and sound. Uh, obviously Vladimir's one of them that does that. And, um, so I think they're valuable, but I think people need to, here's the thing about, about fan cams how many pictures and videos do you take in your normal life that you never fucking look at again? And I understand being there like, Oh, I want to, I want to catch this solo and you get it, but you're not going to like watch it over and over and be like, man, this is so cool. Like probably not. And if you're, if you're just doing, if you're just taking like one song or whatever, and you're not watching your phone, you're just doing it because you can, as opposed to doing it to like have, have some history. You know what I mean? There's some people that, uh, you know that there's and it's not just Vladimir there's a lot of people out there took some really good shots but you can tell it's like chess level or eye level where they're looking at it and they're not blocking somebody else because if it's you're looking not like, up it's looking right, up when if, you do it like that yeah if you're not getting, getting something that that is gonna you know be significant then <laughs> put fucking put it down and just watch <laughs> the show man and I'm not just not saying just to be a dick there's there's people that are getting good footage and you're gonna enjoy that more than your 30 seconds of a song you know yeah i have no problem you want to throw your phone up there and get a picture of a moment fuck yeah dude i got some of those even though they're shitty pictures i still got them yeah but there's there's a time where 
it was Chicago. We were, I was sitting in the back in the v, VIP section, of course. And I look out and it was just a sea of fucking screens. It's like every one of those is blocking somebody else, you know? And it's like, you know, they put them up for a solo, which somebody else is really waiting for. And you're, you're just blocking it because. Oh yeah. I can see for, that for whatever. So, you know, I, I, that's my thoughts. Well, like, if, if you're not getting something that's going to be worth watching later, then what's the fucking point? That's, that's a really good point. And for me, what I did, and I recommend this to anybody, because th- maybe some people don't even know. They're, they're, I hate to say it, there's some people that are just completely unaware of the surroundings, no matter, oh, yeah, yeah, no matter what. This is my advice to y'all. <laughs> if you have the video, you can hold your arms in like this. And that's what I did. And then I just tilt it up if you're near the front. Then you're not blocking anyone behind you. And you're, yeah, and you could, like Ryan said, you could tell when it's chest view and fucking arm up in the yeah, air view. Yeah. For sure, 100%. What do you think, champ? I wouldn't have filmed anything if I wasn't filming for my channel at all. Like, it, right. I, I'd prefer to just be in the moment in general. But I, I don't really... I mean, it was so prevalent in the two shows that I saw people filming the shows. And then uh, even before that, I mean, the amount of fan cams that were on YouTube that I was getting recommended, it was just like dozens and dozens yeah, it's every day. Too it's, much now. Yeah, it just like it it diluted it for me. I didn't watch any of them. I just chose not to turn on any of them because, again, I wanted to be like kind of surprised and in the moment the first time I went. But uh, it's hard to complain when there's like everywhere you look, they are. They're there, yeah. you know, it's just a part of the the atmosphere at this point. I will say it was a little agitating, you know, when when you've got somebody that's like, you know, six foot four um, standing in front of you and then they're also holding the phone over their head and they're blocking <laughs> like, a, you know, a yeah. fucking seven and a half foot. Yeah, I want to I want right to do that to troll someone now just just for fun. Just be like, ah! <laughs> nobody can no, see I that. I'd completely I'd yeah. probably completely cover Miku if I did that. Well, and like Alan said, there's some people that they they may not think about that. They're not doing it to be dicks. They're trying to get a moment for themselves. But if you're, if you're like this, then you got not only whoever can see above you is getting blocked, but there's two or three people on either side of you that they're trying to look between your fucking head and your elbow, or Mm -hmm. they, they kind of try and move, which is, you know, it's, I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, but it is, it's just, it's part of going to concerts at this point. Like I I can't remember the last time that I've been to a concert where people aren't doing that you know and like like i said i think it's personal preference it can be agitating when it's it when it you know blocks your view or whatever but again like you know somebody being taller than you can block your view also there's all yeah, kinds yeah, of things yeah. that can obstruct your view so like i'm not going to get totally on the case of the people that are like filming and stuff like that obviously we all did that uh because we had uh, specific reasons to do it you know regardless but I, it, it is what it is i mean it is what it is type of person I, I gotta say to that stuff. like from doing these shows i learned a lot like for for me i've never been to this many live concerts and never went to a lot of live concerts because i've never been a fan of going to live concerts this is the first band like that's motivated me to actually go to concerts and mainly is because of meeting everybody and that was exciting to me to like talk with other yeah. people about the band because other bands I've seen before, I'd always go by myself. I could never get the friend. I could never get a friend to go, and that was that was the best part of it. So for me, it was like a lot of learning experience. Like when the film, not the film. You know, I already knew ahead of time. Like make sure I'm not fucking being an asshole and just being respectful. You know, just being respectful of the people that are around you as much as possible. And then you know, 
guys, don't get mad. Don't assume. There could be a reason why. What I tell everyone, tap on the shoulder. Hey, man, you're blocking my way. Goes a long way. A lot of people just stand there and get angry and upset and do nothing about it. Honestly, just tap them and be like, hey, you know, um, if you don't mind, I can't see that well. You know, do the motions, you know. You know, like do yeah. it nicely. I guarantee you, they'll stop doing it. I've had, I did it for my wife at the Avatar show, and they gladly put it down because she's shorter. Then after that, I put it on my shoulders because they let us do it there at the time. <laughs> but <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, it, I've never had anybody say "fuck you," no, and kept filming yet. I've yeah. only asked eight people total, so <laughs> it depends. Yo, but. and let's follow up on that in general. I felt that at the two shows I went to, especially Philly. I mean, if you've ever spent any time in Philly, you know that it's not exactly the nicest. Not not nice as in like dirty. <laughs> I neat, can see you over everyone at nice. Philly. So no, the people in Jersey, and <laughs> I mean in uh, Philly, can be a little bit um, short tempered. Let's just yeah, say, right, right? right? Yeah. And um, but inside the venue. With those people, I had the same experience uh, that I did in Jersey, where, where people can also be a little, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but everyone was so polite and respectful yeah. of the band and the people around them. It was like something to marvel at. Honestly, it's, it's something that we shouldn't just gloss over because I've been in a ton of shows where people can be rude and obnoxious and like, you know, you find yeah. that person that's in the pit. That's just, you know, there's no pit, but they're throwing their elbows and knees around anyway, like trying to like, you know, knock people off their feet, like a douchebag, right? Like there was none of that here. Every single person, yeah. like when bandmate went to talk, everyone shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, we're listening yeah. to you. And even there were some moments where I am sure because I didn't also, nobody understood what the fuck they were saying like there's a couple moments where like you, they're like uh their um japanese is or, or their uh accent is a little bit too thick and you know that oh, nobody yeah. understood what they just said yeah but everybody still responds in the appropriate way as to like yeah. what it sh they should have responded anyway it's just there, so polite <laughs> there was a couple moments that was, I think it was dc where miku mentioned abraham lincoln and everybody's uh, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and she knew like it didn't land, like the joke didn't land. And she's like, ah, let me see. She tried to yeah. like, say it again. And I'm like, we, we should laugh. I know we don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, everybody's going to laugh along anyway, though. Everybody's yeah. playing along. Yeah, Remember that clam moments, chowder? Was... Hey, where was it? The <laughs> clam chowder joke. <laughs> she Boston. added something different for every uh, for every show. Oh, yeah, it was the Philly. It was the cheese steaks in Philly. But everybody yeah. did respond to the cheese steaks. They were like, yeah. hell yeah, no, we love a good cheese steak over here. Also Last comment on the fan camp thing, just a warning to people, it's technically not allowed at a lot of these venues, and they can't go take it down from your YouTube page, just giving you guys all the heads up. And Because somebody was mentioning about having a fan cam area. It's because technically it's not allowed, but nobody enforces yeah. it. That's the problem. They know that's everybody's got a fucking phone. What cracked me up is, like, I had a, a cam, my Canon camera I have here. I, I intended to take a bunch of interviews and shit, and I'm just not that. I'm just not that dude. I just didn't do it. So I'd bring it with me, and I have to, like, stash it somewhere for the show because i couldn't bring it in it's like no professional cameras it's like dude everybody's phone here is going to get just as good a footage as my fucking camera is <laughs> you know yeah. it's like I mean, there's got to be a point where you're going to realize well like if everybody had a camera like mine you know you know look through it see what's being filmed it'd probably be better for everybody around you yeah the new, the new phones like record shit in like 4k you know what i mean yeah, like it's, it's gonna look fucking great it's gonna sound great regardless shouldn't matter what kind of cab you're rocking in there i would say that like if there was a designated area for for filming uh that they did allow for like say this is the only place that you're allowed to pull your phone um i feel like nobody would go there 
nobody yeah. would be in that area because who wants you'd to be surrounded few, by other phones? You've had a few dedicated people that would get like a quality shot and then not a sea of <clears throat> shit to wade through. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Like, you maybe. know, Vladimir would be there. Maybe yeah. me or Alan at a show would be there, you know, with the. But if everybody starts going over there, right, to do I the mean, same thing, then it just becomes a bunch of people they, holding up their phones in front of each other. They already yeah. have a system in place, technically. I mean, you saw the people, which were really respectful, right, of the people up front. They were able to. Now, if I had a room to do that, I would have done what they were doing, where the um, Atushi was filming. He would, like, duck down and go like this, throw oh, out yeah. the show, and he run through. So that's what those areas are technically for. We just need to get press passes, which I just learned about, and that's my point. Like, I didn't know I could get press passes until New York City. I was like, okay, cool. And then I started submitting for them. And I yeah. think that's the best way to do it. So, Vladimir, I love how you film and stuff, man. You should look into getting press passes, I think, every show. And I think that is technically your designated fan cam area, even though it's not fan cam because it's going to be professional. Um, just getting right. the permission. If you get that, then you don't have to worry. There's no, um, you know. Yeah, I don't know. They're if still like super, super concerned about blocking people's views. They even yeah. their their cameraman. They're like, we don't want to block anybody's view. So that's you know, but you they, can really see them going back and forth in front because they were like crouched down. Yeah, they're like they're like da 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 like going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I couldn't I couldn't run across there crouched out of the way anyway. I Ryan could not get over. in there. <laughs> I was like, nope. What you didn't want to bend I down? Just, I couldn't do it. And, and I have to dodge, dodge people. Yeah. <laughs> What's this idiot uh, doing? Ryan, I'm so curious. One of the shows we haven't talked about yet, I didn't get a chance to go to this one. Neither did Champ. I want to know about the Chicago show, man. How was that? <laughs> I know I haven't even watched Fan it's Cam the last yet. stop in their tour, right? Yeah, last yeah, stop in the, the tour. How one. did that go down? And I hope people put on a blast for them to come back for more, you know? Well, I mean, it was... I, don't, I can't say, I say the same thing I said about every show. It was great. I was. They didn't play the instrumentals. They didn't play Santa Katori. They Anything changed special? up like uh, with uh, Psyche's Japanese lesson. It was it was Miku instead of Konami. Um, it was a lot more different than I think other shows were different to each other. And we were all hoping for like about us or something big like that. It didn't happen. But you know what? They were like I was talking about Psyche's vocals. How as more shows happened, she was more and more into it. She was into it and put a lot everything she had into it. And uh, I don't know, man. It was great. The sun off was great. The crowd was great. Um, you could tell they were, um, I was sitting a decent, I wasn't, I was behind everybody standing at a, at a table cause I got lazy. And, uh, but there's accounts of, of Akane repeatedly having to like, you know, kind of wipe tears out of her eyes. Cause she's getting emotional and, and, you know, Miku and Konami and stuff. So they definitely felt it, man. They felt the love of all the fans because it was it was just given to them at every show. And I know they saw a lot of the same people up front every time. And that they see that and they got they love that too. You know, it's to have to see that amount of dedication coming from when you travel across one huge country from one side to the other and you see the same some of the same people, everyone, but you also see a huge diversity in the crowd. I don't know how that's gotta just <laughs> it's gotta feel great you know and the response is when when psyche says jump you fucking jump when she says clap you clap you know and yeah. the the mo the imaginary time it was just i don't know it had to be we gave them everything we could 
Yeah. Was that the, show. was that this, um, was that part in that case, was it more special for that show, that Chicago show since it was the last one? I don't, I don't know, man. I think they just did what they do, but it was just, uh, everybody knew it was the last show. Yeah. You know what I mean? They still tried to, they change it up to be more specific for the show, but different where they were and talking about Chicago and how'd you feel think, when it ended? Uh, that must've been bittersweet for you. Like, cause it's the last, cause you were there for the last one. So yeah, it was, <laughs> I, I, I missed, I wanted to be able to go up and see some of the crew again because we, we talked with them quite a bit in New York and then and Boston, it just didn't happen. Um, and then the way the venue was laid out in Chicago too, is once everybody was in there, you couldn't just get around. Yeah. So I was kind of, I was disappointing myself for not like making an effort to talk to, to that sushi again or somebody, but, um, it, it was kind of bittersweet. It was just like, man. Yeah. I can't we, imagine. Yeah. We, we had that special moment and then like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't follow up with anything. It's like, well, I guess it's, that's it. <laughs> at least the, the moment will live forever my friend. yeah yeah i'm no way complaining but it was just yeah. it's like i didn't want to accept it i guess it was yeah it was strange so let me we're ask gonna be, you guys something oh, go ahead alan i was gonna say before we're gonna talk about the gnr show of course none of us were able to go there and we're gonna talk about the bandmate shows again with wave wave was sick so i uh, hope he feels better so wish i'm yeah. uh, wishing him the best and he's get better i forgot to mention why champ i mean uh wave is not on here and hmm. I have a feeling I'm about to say the same thing you're going to say, champ. I'm not sure, but let me know if I'm wrong. I was going to say, let's just wrap this part up and we'll move on to the GNR show and just give our overall thoughts of the concert. And I was going to start with you, champ. Or is that kind of what you're going to say? I was actually going to ask about the GNR show. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So overall thoughts, give you, give well, your I one minute rating. Go. Of the GNR show? I didn't see it. Like, no, you of your, your bandmate experience. Oh, we're wrapping this oh. up. Okay. Yeah, wrapping yeah. up. So, all right, one minute thoughts. Uh, absolutely fire. Enjoyed pretty much every moment of it. Uh, I think my favorite song that they played uh, overall at the two venues was between two of them, either Domination or uh, Influencer. And, like from now on, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like I know I was talking really highly of it, but it, without the vote, since there's no vocals, I want to give credit to the ones that do have vocals in them. Also, um, I hear music in the background. What the hell? Yeah, is that supposed to be playing? Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just giving you that good background music. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Just, like, were, totally were you sad that you your favorite song wasn't played? Chemical reaction. <laughs> D didn't you hear my entrance music? <laughs> <laughs> but as I walked into the yeah. uh, Philly venue, they were playing Chemical Reaction over the so loudspeaker. You're playing that, Alan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't no, I, I don't. I didn't even. I was yeah. very disappointed it, it, they didn't play that. I wanted to hear it so bad. It went over your guys' head. It was hilarious. I just see yeah. the chat laughing out loud. No, every time it, I talk, it, it cuts out. out. So yeah. I didn't know what it was. But uh, yeah, of course. There you go. My entrance music is back again. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't play it. They didn't play it. That that was okay with me. But uh, they did. The universe did make sure that it uh, it was in my life, at yes. least a little bit. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, great concert, uh, great, um, just uh, <laughs> overall positive experience for everybody that I that I was with. 
that was involved. And uh, I just, you know, I'll do it again next year if we, if we can. Are oh, you yeah. sure? Are you going to go to more shows next year, champ? That's my. That's the question I have for you. More than feel, the two? Yeah. Would you go to more than two? I mean, it's a lot of effort, man. <laughs> I mean, listen, I love concerts. I love seeing the bands that I love, right? Like, and and ultimately, I will see them multiple more times in my lifetime, probably another 10, 15 times. But in the, the course of one tour, I'm, I'm cool with two, maybe three, to, to be totally honest. Yeah, I don't know if I'd see as many again. We'll see what, what situation is when it arises, but yeah uh ryan you're going we're going to all of them next time i think that it's gonna be bigger than <laughs> venues too so we're gonna have to like be one of the fucking dawn patrol and be there like crazy motherfuckers in the morning because there's gonna be a lot more people at whatever wherever they play yeah for sure so i was gonna say we'll jump onto the gnr show i yeah. from they had to put a sample up on the site i'm gonna play that real quick and to me, it looked like quite a bit of people. I can't really see it. Ryan has a little bit more information about it, but let me place a little clip of the GNR. Place looks huge. Yeah, dude, that is a lot of people in the crowd. I don't. Looks like it. There's one. Uh, Peter Lim tagged me on Twitter, and it's from a side. Uh, I mean, that looked like way more than any of the shows we saw. I, to to me, but maybe that's just me looking at it because I don't know. But you said no, you like had that, a side view. Yeah, side view, and there there were some empty spots, but like I said, there was probably more people than were at any of the shows we saw, even if it was a little bit scattered to begin with, because it's so huge. But yeah. that shot looked great. Like maybe that was the last one. Some people might have filtered in and caught the end of it. Yeah, I was but really excited. Set list, for them. Yeah, the set list was interesting. They started out with, with uh, from now on, and then it was all kind of older stuff. They didn't do anything else that was new. Like they tailored it for the crowd, you know. Yeah, because he did uh, From Now On, Dice, Domination with Long Solos, Choose Me, Manners, Daydreaming, and Real Existence. Awesome. No chemical reaction, champ. Sorry. Shame. <laughs> but, you know, they, because, you know, with, with the recent stuff being pretty popular, I was surprised they didn't do Unleash or something, but they really, like, you know, they read the fucking room. Yeah, it's that uh, the songs that you just listed off definitely fit more of the GNR style, I think, than anything off their new uh, their new album. Although I, I do want, I did want to say that I thought that the songs off their new album were some of the best songs that that, that they played. Even the Unleash Chicago, EP, yeah. even the Unleash, I thought those were some of the best ones because they like. Oh, I, yeah. I, I remember about, yeah, Unleash. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. When you said album, <laughs> that, I thought that, Unseen that's World. Their new album. I know. I <laughs> Unseen World was last time, but. Yeah, it's not an album in my right. head, so that's why I made that assumption. I my I bad. Gotcha. My bad. But um so, no. go uh, ahead, Ryan. I was gonna move on to the bullshit of Guns N' Roses making loudness and bandmade jack up the prices on their merch because they were too cheap. That's what the, the word is. Like they had their prices and they made them raise them up because they're getting uh, cut of it. 
Well, why? Oh. Why would they do that? Is GNR getting a split of the merchandise? That's from what other it bands? seems like. I'm sure there's more more information that people have gotten from this morning, but they had they showed pictures of their merch with the original price taped out and then a higher price taped on. And from what I understood, Bandmade they usually have to charge like a tax or something for the for the bags to carry the merch in, and they they took that away to try and compensate for what they had to raise their prices with. They didn't charge for any bags or anything. Man, I wonder. Roses, we need more information, more though. Shocker. I would say we yeah. need more information because there's a lot that goes into big festivals and venues like that where they get a cut and like because it's not like in the states there probably wasn't much of that going on like it was there because uh, that's a very huge concert. That's like a fucking the yeah, DNR concert was huge. It's speculation. It's speculation. But I'm not surprised yeah. some shit went down with Guns N' Roses. <laughs> we just, it's just, just a, that, see, that's the problem when you have a bad reputation, though. Like, yeah, it is, man. It this sucks, is what I was talking about. You know? Yeah. So, this is what I was talking about when everybody was like, no, it's it's ultimately going to be like, you know, they get to play with Guns N' Roses. All I was thinking is, yeah, but if anything, even remotely. <laughs> like merch jacking up prices. Happens, yeah. <laughs> then it's all going to get like uh, overblown big time, you know? And like, it's gonna look bad type of thing but i i haven't i mean this just happened but i haven't heard anything terrible yet um, like i mean that's even that is not the worst thing that could have happened no the fact yeah. they're trying to help people out by not charging for something they usually charge for that's the band made yeah. fucking way dude they care we're never gonna but know unless Guns we Rose see the contract though like it you have to see <laughs> yeah. the contract how that works how it splits up because it could be it could be something where they put all the merch in one like aftershock i know for sure because when I was talking to the venue guy, what they do is they offer up their merch there and then they sell it and they keep track of it through transactions. That's how they did it there. But they have a specific amount of merch. Because when I was trying to get merch at Aftershock, everything was like gone for um, Nemophila, I think it was. Yeah, Nemophila. I know that's how it worked there. So every place is different. So people are like saying that GNR just taking it. I don't know. Maybe. But we don't mm. know. We would have to read their well, contracts. Obviously, Axel, you're going to have to send us your contract. We yeah, will send us your contract so we see what's up. Because um, you can't and leave just, leave a, leave the uh, line blank. You can't so just demand sign our names on it. They probably made a mistake and they had a raised price. Because I mean, if it's a big festival like that, normally what I've seen is they have to raise it for that. Because when I played Balloon Fest in here, we had to have specific prices. We were playing with Chevelle. And it was all part of a tent. And part of that contract is we had to pay percentage to the festival and we had to have a minimum price and we couldn't have it too high. So we had a max price and a minimum price. But that's just here in El Paso, Texas. It's different everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, does anybody we'll know? There, there's letters out there explaining things. And we'll, I, I guess maybe I spoke too soon, but. Well, I'm, I'm reading hey, you. might be right. The band there tweeted about it. Yeah. <clears throat> You might be right. Though. I don't know what the tweet says, but if we, if we, somebody sends that tweet over to us, then we could take a better, uh, closer up look on it. Oh, there's a fan but cam yeah. already of the entire GNR set. <laughs> I, I kind of want to hear that, man. Like, I want to know, not just for the sake of my interest in GNR, but just to know, like, how, what 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 the two sounds were like together. How good it, how good it sounds. Yeah, like, does one did bandmade? It's a totally different venue, right? Like, did bandmade sound? better than gnr you know what i mean but like also did gnr just sound good at all yeah I, people I are gonna think that i hate gnr they're one of my favorite bands of all time guys uh, i'm just very very um you know 20 years of disappointments will do that to you 20 <laughs> that's a long yeah that's a long time you make me feel and better about the maximum hormone situation 
It hasn't been 20 years yet. Once it hits 20 years, I'm dropping them. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, All right. Um, Cool. All right. Well, I hope we see some clips from that, though, eventually. Yeah, for sure. We'll look into it. Ryan, we were just talking about the fan cams. Like, (laughs) you know, we were just talking about the fan cams. All I'm thinking now is I want to see a fan cam from that, that show now. Um, Brian says, right. judging by Twitter, there are a lot of new bandmate fans thanks to GNR show. So, awesome. hey, at that point, if if it is true with the case of the money of GNR asking for it, fuck it. It's worth it. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, our, and, and merch. That's the way I look and, at uh, it. A merch my, my, my point, is not the worst thing in the world. Right. My point was that they were, you know, once they realized it, they, they stopped charging for something they usually charge for just to try and yeah. make it right. That's That was my main point. Yeah. I agree with you, Ryan. It wasn't the band's decision. Okay. Oh, because oh, you're saying like people were like, I don't know if anybody's bandmates' decision. Maybe. I don't know, dude. That's yeah. Shut up about it. I guess. (laughs) Again, (laughs) speculation. Let's just be clear. We speculate a lot on this podcast. I get what you're saying though, because I could see some bandmate fans being like, "What the fuck? Why do they raise the prices on us?" When ideally, it probably wasn't them at all and right. most of the time right. it isn't them that's what i think you were getting at yeah oh sure and i have or, yeah i don't know banana banana <laughs> banana speculation guys speculation it's okay people will still take this as cool. facts and that's fine because maybe they should are we facts. uh should we talk about the other news that's not yeah we got japanese we okay, here, here we go here we go here's a tweet from bandmade all right go, Ryan. From bandmade tweet it says regarding the bandmade product sales at today's guns and roses japan tour some product prices have been changed due to the intention of the sponsoring artist side so those who purchase will receive a special shopper a bag in addition the start time was changed due to, this, to the circumstance of the event and sales have already started that was at 10 21 so do okay, have so been guns changed due to the intention of the sponsoring artist side Okay, that's Guns N' Roses. So they upsold the, the merchandise. They, they made sure that all the merchandise was a little more expensive, but Bandmade in return is offering a shopper. I don't know what that the free, is. They usually charge for a sh- for a bag you can put your merch in. Like if you want a bag to carry your shit around in, you could buy a bag to do it. Well, and okay. So, so in response to this, out. they gave the bag away without charging. Okay, that's anybody. cool. That's nice of them, man. Like they that's really didn't have to do that. I mean, no, they obviously didn't. they could have just said, Guns N' Roses made us sell our merch for for a more expensive price. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it wasn't even like maybe GNR is not even taking a, a cut from from the merch. Like it could be. I've been in situations yeah, where that happened. Beyond also. that, yeah, we don't know. I just but, but it could also just be that you know they looked at the other ones and they were like, okay, well ours is like twice as expensive as the other bands here. We have to make them sell theirs for more so that ours doesn't look yeah, like again, we're putting it out for so expensive. You know, again speculation, but yeah, yeah. Again, I'm, right. that's why I said maybe it could be. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe it could, could be their be. dicks. Yeah, it could, could be that. Could well, be they, we know they are. I was. I'm wondering. So a lot of people. I kind of was thinking about this, and I see you guys in the comments talked about the if it's good for bandmade. I obviously think it's good for bandmade, and I wonder how many, how much younger people are following GNR though. That's my thing. What do you guys think about that? In America, none. I would say that like zero, like. Less yeah. than one percent of the new generation <laughs> knows anything about GNR outside of the movies. Like, I mean, the music that gets played in movies nowadays. I think the first new music they heard from GNR was fucking Chinese Democracy. Yeah, and that was what, like, twelve years ago, thirteen, something, something like that. It was like so long ago, man. I don't know one song off of it. <laughs> I know Chinese Democracy. <laughs> like that's a, that's a, right. and honestly, I didn't even think that that was that bad of a song to tell you the truth. But. It wasn't what old Guns N' Roses is, and I don't think that they're creating new fans by being there. Now, I will say that if if maybe they're creating fans in Japan, 
it, that could be the case. Maybe it's different over there. You know, in America, if Guns N' Roses played here, uh, they might get some new people. I mean, I guess it's possible, but uh, in Japan, it might be a totally different demographic. Maybe there's like a, a younger generation that's that's going to those shows, that's experiencing them for the first time, and that's going to help out with uh, with bandmate over there. And it's very possible. It- I just don't. I don't know how much it would do over here. Yeah, so I'm going to say for the people that were saying, like, if it, it's more fans, but I really hope, like, if it is older generation, they have kids and they show their kids that, like, I showed my kids fan me. And it's not bad that it's an older generation like either. That. Like, uh, we yeah. are all learning about new music now exactly. in our 30s and 40s, right? So it's and And we're spending money on it. You know what I mean? And we're going to the shows, we're buying the merch. So obviously, like, it's not bad that it's an older generation, older demographic that would be getting into this, uh, a band like Guns N' Roses, and then therefore yeah. also getting into band made from the show. But it would be nice if, if if a younger generation was getting into them also so that they could show it off to their friends and it could I'm become more pretty sure. Nice. Yeah. Pretty I, sure band made wasn't the plan the whole time. They added them like, hey, these guys just did a tour, sold out. Let's fucking put them in front of these guys. Added, you know, months ago. <laughs> yeah. They added, they sold out. I think they sold, they had one show planned, and they scheduled another one, and they put Bandmate in front of in front of another band. To me, that says it was valuable for them to get Bandmate there. Mm. Or they thought it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. just me, though. That's more. Uh, I mean, Bandmate's pretty popular in Japan, right? Like, they're doing pretty well out there, from what I understand. Uh, not as. Probably not. Wasn't there well, Tokyo? Isn't there what, Tokyo Ray, show the biggest one? People, what people are saying is like they're not as big as in Japan as they are in the U.S. I don't, I don't know how true that is. Well, according to Ray, he says that's the case, and according to yeah. some interview questions, like from Nemophila, they were saying it's not as big over there. And I can't remember. I think there's a question we asked, right? That was similar yeah. to that, and yeah. they said and it's not as big over there. Can I say that? Yeah. yeah it's not that popular <laughs> like it's not that Japan. popular that's so not, interesting yeah i get a lot of people that comment on mine from japan like thanks for introducing me to this band I'm like what <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> but, i mean that's like sort of like the whole problem right like because i i think about bandmate right and like the demographic that they target um and like how they can become you know this this band of a generation which is what i think we believe that they can be right and if you look at america this music just doesn't exist it's just not there's it, it's not out there it, it's not popular if it is out there nobody really knows about it and it and you it hasn't been for for decades at this point right like rock and roll music now obviously bandmate is uh integrated a lot of sort of progressive sounds also progressive rock progressive metal into their classic rock and roll feel but i still ultimately at the end of the day consider them to be a modernized classic rock band and classic rock just isn't here, man. Like the people that are listening to it are us, the people that knew that it existed back then and are still enjoying it uh, from that perspective. But, but the differences we saw in the demographic at the live shows was, is kind of significant. I think, I yeah. think maybe because they're not old guys that are hanging, trying to hang on to their fitness. <laughs> playing this kind of music that it brought in some younger people to hopefully, I mean, it could, it could get them into other shit. They, they hadn't thought of listening to, you know? So mm-hmm, I think yep. as, as right as you are, there's also the fact that there was a surprising amount of, of young people 
at the shows. Yeah. I think I it's I saw a more younger uh crowd at New Jersey show. I think that's the most yeah. youngest I saw. Yeah. Which is really cool. I, I think that ultimately like it's not a problem with the music or the bands or it's a problem with God, this could get I'm not gonna get totally psychological on you guys, but I, I really think that it has more to do with what is popular in the mainstream, the zeitgeist uh removing that style of music from it so long ago that nobody is interested in bringing it back but if they were exposed to it i do believe that if people were exposed to it then they would it would create new fans i mean there's a reason that you can look at the top 40 stations on fm radio and they're all shitting the bed right now you know like fm radio i don't even know how long how, how much longer it can last it doesn't get any viewership doesn't get any listeners anymore we've all moved on to like spotify and apple itunes blah 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 blah. right they play the same fucking songs that they've been playing for the last 10 years and they're all just the same goddamn pop songs and it never changes and it's like well you know what maybe if they did throw in something that was a little bit more unique to what the times are saying is acceptable right maybe if they did throw in fucking matters on on z100 one day you know what i mean maybe people will be like oh shit what was that and be more intrigued by it and um, listen to it and maybe it would change what what is popular so, in mainstream so vladimir um by the way thank you so much for the gifted um memberships i didn't even know you could do that so thank you for showing us that that was awesome thank you so much for the support uh, he says come on good music is just good music it's not about the age of the fans maybe it's just that older or more knowledge and tend to appreciate good music more and i just want to say this it's better mm -hmm. to always have a diverse age range in my opinion uh we were talking about it the most let's end on a positive note here the greatest thing is that the band realizes that also because we saw that firsthand at the shows they went up to the younger generation passed out stuff specifically to them so that just lays that seed meaning they're going to show their friends yeah. because now those kids are going to really appreciate the band more they're like oh wow they're going to remember that they got that drumstick or that pick so i think it's always good to get younger fans involved and older fans and middle age we always forget our age group i guess us too <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You know, but um, i mean we're gonna but, um, die eventually you know uh, what i mean like eventually we are going to die Right. And I want my son's so generation the good, to take that mantle and spread. Exactly. It. So the good thing that Bandmate did was did that during their shows. They made a an effort to recognize the younger fans that were at the crowd. And I think that'll yeah. spread it along. And that's really cool. Like SJ Nix just said in the chat, also older fans are gonna spend more money. That helps support the band. So this is why I think you need diverse crowds. You, you need, need both. You, you need, need both. both. You need everyone. You need but everyone. There is to a like reason. But there is a reason that like advertising companies and marketing companies go after the 18 to 34 it's for because it's for the long term live longer <laughs> it's yeah they're gonna live longer for the long exactly. term i get that because it, like yes it, it's great we are gonna spend money 18 year olds aren't spending money right but but mm. the target demographic for advertisers and marketers and i'm not saying that this is even necessarily right or wrong i'm just saying this is what it is they're looking for that age group more than any other age group true because they know that they're going to grow and they're going to continue enjoying this and then they're going to be getting jobs and then they're going to be spending their money you still and need gonna base kids support, and they're going to do the same thing right so it's a big cycle that's ongoing and if it stops with us if it stops with us then it yeah. goes away forever and we don't want to let that happen right yeah, so it's exactly. not about how old we are now or how much money we're spending now but we're looking towards the future and we want it to keep going forever 
Yeah, exactly. My point was just you need a diverse group, and you and marketers will fall. Um, focus on that and then you still need the base money to support it in the beginning because if you don't have that base money to support them in the beginning so I think it's uh, going in the right trajectory and I think the band realizes it too and they have they're adding in more of the future or modern elements of music in their newer songs right we've been hearing more of a mix with beats and stuff in the background a little bit more flows or talk speaking rap whatever you want to call it I love that they're adding more modern stuff to the new music and I think that is just going to do nothing but help the band uh grow the grow that audience also that champ's talking about yeah and just keep spreading it for like everybody like just keep spreading it to everybody you know what i mean like it's yeah from our perspective you know don't let it stop at us tell the person next to you yeah because there's an interesting thing um that my son brought up to me um i forgot you guys just reminded me he came up to me he's all like he was watching this TikTok that was showing bands. And I hate to say this, I'm just letting you guys know this is what kids think a band made right now, according to TikTok. This is according to TikTok. It says, like, which each group attracts. And it literally said, the joke is, they showed bandmate on there and it said, middle aged white men. And like, Chris, yeah. my son Chris showed this to me. He's all like, hey, it, aren't, um, like, they track pedophiles? I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, there's this TikTok that says that. And just letting you guys know, that's a, that's a thing that's out there. And it's yeah, out there for a reason. And I think as fans, we should like protect like the music side of it. You know, like, hey, this is really good music. It's more than this. Because Chris, my son, he was like, I love the music, but I'm just letting you know this. I thought this was interesting because I told them about you and your channel, and they're you know you know how kids are they make fun of each other. They're like, oh well, your dad, blah blah blah, and they send them this. So it's just uh, something to keep in so, mind, you know. <laughs> um, that's also, why it's good to see that diversity in the you know with the live shows. Yeah, definitely, and that's why yeah. I wanted to keep spreading yeah. to the younger generation. Yeah. Uh, like, there's no issue with us liking it. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, don't I don't know, know champ. You don't like chemical reactions, so there's like. There's that issue that we still need to solve, you know? I, so we need to convince you to like a song still, it's you not know? Their worst song. Yeah. It's the worst song. <laughs> All right, you're gonna, you're gonna get us can't you're gonna get us uh, <laughs> copyrighted, man. No, we've been talking over it. We're good. All right. <laughs> don't, don't, you're just saying that. Don't be salty about us playing the chemical yeah, no, reaction. Hold on, real quick. No, Hard Bros says don't trust TikTok, but let me let me explain something to you real quick, Hard Bros. As a, as a man with a 14 year old son who is on TikTok literally yeah. all day. Yes, all my kids. It are is on dictating. It. it is dictating everything about their lives right now their style the, the music that they listen to the, the the forms of entertainment that they get tiktok right now is way bigger than any of the other social media when it comes to influence on that generation yeah. man so tiktok is a bunch of bullshit don't get me wrong like it's a bunch of fake people doing fake shit sometimes it's funny can't, but can't a deny lot of that time, shit though no it, it it does exist and it yeah. is happening and it does have this huge influence over that generation so that's why i mean we have to take guys, seriously to an extent. That's why the Guys Your Guys podcast is considering doing the TikTok thing and putting up short clips of this podcast because, we, I mean, how else are we going to spread music? Because younger generations aren't, they don't, because think about it, YouTube shorts, <laughs> reels, and then TikTok, like TikTok has more of a ring to it. It's just, it makes sense why they go to that more yeah. overall. It's just... It's yep. all about marketing when you go in there. But let's get to the rest of the news, guys. Like I said, we're just talking here. Like, we love the band. You guys know this. And we really hope in end 
that everyone will appreciate them also and get more fans in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, spread that love on. So the news, the later half of the news, <laughs> um, that was two hours about banning you guys. And I feel yeah. like All we right. need two later. more hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to take my own little, uh, my own little break here. It's um, just necessary. It's you want to okay. take a real well, quick break? Go, go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> you want to take a quick break? We'll come back. Yep. All right. Take okay. a quick break, guys. Three minutes. We'll be well, right back. Hey guys, while we're waiting for uh, Ryan to come back, uh, Champ, you want to tell him about the Patreon and the memberships? Because I am putting up a video after this uh, announcing the winners of all the good bandmate stuff that I'm passing out and Nemophila uh, pick. Uh, but go ahead, Champ. Do I? I do. So, yeah, amongst all of this, uh, this bandmate tour and everything like that, we have. Uh, finally been able to well almost reconvene with everybody wave unfortunately got sick at the last moment uh but we're back to to making content um on a on a weekly basis over on patreon so if you want to check that out you could obviously go to our patreon patreon.com slash guys and guys uh this today's reaction is going to be unlucky morpheus a live one so that's pretty cool so pop over there if you want to check that out uh and then you could also join up on our channel memberships which gives you some exclusive content as well uh and that you could just do right now by pressing join and apparently and, you can uh, gift them to other people so again shout yeah. to vladimir he's the very first person ever to gift um memberships which i didn't know yep. was a thing so we got there alan is that drano <laughs> <laughs> it's milk <laughs> it's just drinking bleach i'm making yeah, i'm dude, like come mixing on, my man. coffee i i saw my son out in the kitchen right now i'm like i told everyone about your tiktok you show me he's like oh no i'm like i'm like they all hate you now <laughs> like he's like he's like that's the stereotype i was just letting you know what they're saying <laughs> I was like, no, no, I appreciate it. I pre- I want to know what's going on. I don't. I, I'm curious to see what kids are saying about it. Always so funny. Me too. Like we got to remember <laughs> not to get upset at like you know what yeah. what other people are saying. You know, what, sometimes when guys. we talk about these things, we're not saying that they're right or wrong or, or anything like that. We're just discussing you know that they exist. And uh, I thought it was funny. Stuff his, like that, but. his face was priceless because <laughs> he likes them. He likes the songs I've showed him. So like. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I it's mean, his it's, job uh, to, to clarify that shit. Get I think that. you could go past that though too, and you could say that like you know, there's a lot of um, 
we talked about this. All right. We talked about this in depth in our fetishization video. All right. So if you really <laughs> yeah. want to know our thoughts about that, you can just That's go back true. and listen yeah. to that one. We're going to get on the news. Otto, first album. I can't believe that Otto is finally releasing an album. I feel like she has eight albums worth of music already up. Is, is it all new stuff or just the stuff we've already uh, heard? I I'm, didn't look hmm. deeply into it. I will get back to you guys on that. No, I think won't. it's uh yes I, no I will Ryan. <laughs> All right. It was a little I was like my everyone was sick of my family so anyways I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, anyways, first album Kyogen uh Analog Board released on January 26, 2023. It could be older songs, could be newer songs, but I mean she's releasing like so many songs a month along with covers. Yeah. So <clears throat> we'll get back to you next week. I'll let you guys know if more information about that if they're going to be new or older songs. Uh, Bay Metal hit a million views on Divine Attack. Uh, I still enjoy that song. I love that song. Uh, I know I, it's like I'm so excited for it because it's like an introduction to great things, and I know it. And I cannot wait to go see him in Austria. Fucking excited. It's going to be another crazy year. Um, D Drive has a second album coming out called uh, Dynamotive that just released. I need to get back to this band. Have you guys been listening to D Drive? Any D Drive lately? Did you ask if I've been listening to Bandmade? Because, yes. <laughs> this is Japanese music news podcast, Ryan. Just remind me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I uh, have not. I've been a little, a little laser focused on like one thing. I don't blame you, Ryan. I, I am too. I'm trying not to be sad about it. That's why I've been listening to other music. Because uh, I even messaged Ryan, right? I, t- I think it was you that I messaged. I was like, I'm feeling so down. I like I gotta <laughs> I gotta listen to other things because it was fun. It was such a fun adventure. It was like going on an adventure, going to all those shows. Uh, yeah. A lucky Morpheus. We got. They're going to be releasing their club Sitta, which is on December twenty eighth. It's a Wednesday. Their performance will be live streamed for free by members. Wow, cool. Please watch it broadcast from an unlucky Morpheus sub channel, and there's a link on their Twitter. It's also in our Discord server. Remember, if you join our Discord server, we put notifications of all these bands. Let us know if we're missing a band, and it automatically puts everything in one place for you on all the Japanese music news. Uh, one Eye Close. I just heard their new song. It's my favorite One Eye Close song. It's a really good song. If you weren't a fan of One Eye Close, give this song a chance. It's really good. They teamed up with a band called Tita. That's, uh, they were part of a huge anime. Um... And they did a song together, and it's called Real Intent, and it's with Japanese rap rock hero Tita, and he's pretty good. He's really good. I've never heard him before, but uh, he's Japan's most recognized artist globally with over a quarter and a half million monthly listeners on Spotify, whose biggest track has been played more than 20 million times. And this Real Intent comes hot off the heels of One Eye Close's latest EP, Distance, a collection of tracks recorded during Japan's recent state of emergency. Uh, the band who is used music was featured as the ending theme to an award-winning adventure video game. No Straight Roads are big fans of Back On, so when Back On joined the same record label as the band, SJP Records, they decided to send them a DM and the band... Uh, DM to the band they admire and say hello soon after Real Intent was born. So that's really cool. So they reached out to this band that had a lot of notoriety and they actually responded back. I know Ray had talked about it during our interview that we have on this podcast. So go check out the interview. He talks about um, his meetup with Back On and it was a really mm-hmm. cool story. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. <clears throat> Peladus. I didn't even know they were playing in America. I've been listening to Peladus a lot. This is how I've been getting over my uh, bandmate blues. Listening to World Domination and Peladus album. I'm fucking in love with them now. But they had to withdraw from the upcoming Northern American tour with Damn. Loathe and Static Dress due to not being able to uh, get approval for working visas. So they couldn't get their visas in time, the two members, and that's why they couldn't come over. Which Damn. is really, really sucks, guys. They're so good. I did a reaction to both these Van Peldus and um, When I Close. And I'm telling you guys, those two new songs are good. Go check them out. And Why do you need a working visa just to, do, to play some shows? Because you're working. <laughs> so what? I can't, I've gone to other places and played shows before. Like, uh, different countries? Different yeah. Countries? I, I, <laughs> no. But, but still. There, that might be why you don't understand. <laughs> I don't really, like, you, you. if you went to visit a country, for example, right? Like, if They're I not just, visiting. Like, went to, but if I went to visit, right? And, like, while I was there, somebody was like, hey, man, you want to come on stage and play a show? Like, are you saying I wouldn't be able to do that? They would be no, like, no. You need a working right visa. Person say, like, are That's you working? Yeah. They'd have to pay you. They'd have to pay you under the table to do that. I've That's seen it on Top Gear. They were in France, and they didn't have... They well, this may be different because it was on Sunday, and their people aren't allowed to work on Sunday. And they're like, "Are you filming a show?" You're like, "Yeah." Well, you can't do that. It's Sunday. <laughs> so, I mean, guys, that's a more specific thing there. But like, if you're not yeah. supposed to work and get paid for it, they'd be like, "Hey, quit yeah, that. you have to be doing it for free if you play the yeah. show." And I don't think Paladus wants to come all the way to North America and play for free. <laughs> no, I'm sure. The problem is the problem is they were honest about what they were doing. Yeah, unlike you, unlike you, absolutely. I would. I'm not working. I'm not getting paid for this. Hey guys, do you know who I am? My uh, yeah. Also, thanks for a reminder. Chase has talked about it with us too about the whole visa thing on our podcast. Check out the Chase oh, right. podcast. Uh, yeah, that's he, right. He mentions about it too, where he had to like take away all his monetization for YouTube. Yeah. So, but however. Good news to everyone in Australia because they are going to be playing with Electric Callboy, Callboy November 30th, which I'm super jealous and I oh, want to cool. go. Um, but their record label is located in Australia. So right I, I found that out and then this was announced and I was like, holy shit. So everyone in Australia, go check out Electric Callboy and Pell Dust. They're both good bands live that I've heard of. That's a, that's a guaranteed entertaining concert dude yeah <laughs> there's no way that's not gonna be fun <laughs> as hell yeah it's on a wednesday go blow that place off show them some love and broken by the scream also a lot of jpu record news man join jpu records and they're gonna release rise into chaos album on cd i still need to give these girls another chance i haven't really listened to much uh what do you guys think about broken by the scream i think you guys have checked out some songs i think i did one reaction recently and it was so it was so uh they're very i think they're 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 kind of their thing is they're very extreme from one extreme to the other very poppy very catchy stuff mixed in with some guttural fucking heaviness which it made me laugh not because i i thought it was funny just because the switch was so abrupt. <laughs> yeah. it's just like what the fuck so i think uh i think it's one of those bands where there will probably be a moment where i'm like i want to listen to broken by the scream like <laughs> They're not gonna. They're not gonna infringe on any other moods. Yeah, that makes any sense. But there's gonna be some time where like I want to hear some, some crazy, crazy shit. I listen to them. I think they're fucking awesome. I I really yeah. like. I, I wish people would watch. What's your favorite thing about them, them, Champ? Well, 
they are they're like an alt metal idol band and like yeah. i just like that sort of vibe in general i mean it's, it's like you know a bunch of hot girls dancing and playing metal they're very music and, very hot <laughs> you know like i mean there's really nothing that i can say negative about them i i'm a little bit more um I like the I like the jumps from from pop to to metal like a lot. That's like right right in my wheelhouse, right? So right. they make music for somebody like me like perfectly. I, I I love it, but I I will say that like I wish that I think they should be more popular than they are. I would like to make more reactions. I, I kind of just listen to them on my own at this point because nobody watches reactions for them, but uh, which is kind of a shame. But like they're a really good band. She the, the instrumentalists are great. Yeah, shame on you for not making them. How how are they going to find that's out? Why people aren't watching them. Help them, help them, champ. Hey, you go over to my broken by the scream. I, I think uh, the one reaction that I put up on my channel was the only reaction I had on my channel that had less than a thousand views for like ever. So, so I go with the popularity. I go with the hype train, man. Come on, <laughs> trying to make some moolah. <laughs> uh, they but. but on JP Records, you know, I put up a cool little article about them. Japan's broken by the screen. Redefined Idol with new album Rise Into Chaos out on CD internationally via JP Records from November 11th, 2022. The all-female unit incorporates elements of gent, metalcore, and tech metal with cute pop vocals. Is that accurate, champ? Yes. <laughs> Supplied by members Ayame and Tuspaki, accompanied by the unbelievably brutal growls of the low rock and metal festivals have a track in the PS4 game, One Chanbara Origin. I'm, okay, I'm going to stop reading. But anyways, check them out. I don't know. I've seen, I've heard a couple and I wasn't a fan um, right out the gate. I probably have to hear more. I can't remember what songs I've heard. But, uh, choose your own. What champ? They definitely have. Uh, they definitely have their own. I, I could see a lot of people not liking them. The same, it's like, you know, I put them in the same categories like Passcode. You know what I mean? Passcode. If you've listened to Passcode, they're fucking. You know, the, the same style except with that video game t uh, sort of MIDI feels that they have. I like yep. Passcode. Okay. Well, that's the news. I, I think I quick gunned that real quick, guys. <laughs> well done, Alan. <laughs> I'm. I have uh, some. Thank you to Allergic, who's posting in the Discord right now. We have a have a really cool image here. It kind of reminds me of the Aftershock uh, Festival, um, where you can see uh, a giant Konami. Let me uh, pull this up. If you guys mm -hmm. have any other pictures to share in the Bandmate Discord, you know, put them up here. I'll share them over I right here. I love all size Konamis. <laughs> giant Konami. Do we have Konami. a... Uh... Can you guys see ah, There she is. That is yeah. pretty giant. Mm. That's from the GNR show. Mm. Norman Saitama, yeah. Saitama Arena. Oh, nice. That's, that's like one thing I like seeing was like the one shot that I was sent on Twitter had that huge. That's just cool seeing them on a big screen like that. Yeah, I will say this: like I feel like the people in the crowd that were there for GNR that that, that weren't listening to Bandmade, if they were actually watching the Bandmade part beforehand, and they just they had like a good quality sound and they could hear what Konami was doing, I bet a lot of the people that like Slash would have been like, "Hell, fucking oh yeah, yeah this man, is right up my alley." Yeah, I agree. If if they were there, um, they would like them because it's like it has very similar styles too here and there in the actual playing, you know. All right, I'm trying to play this video. Oh my god, it's a giant Miku. Oh, give us all the giant maids. 
<laughs> all, all the giant maids. All right, here we go. Here's a I'm little clip of the GNR. In comparison to the stage, that is gigantic. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty insane. I love it. I mean, that, the stage itself is just so big, and it, like, <laughs> I mean, after seeing them in such tiny venues, that is pretty well, much thanks. how it was at AfterShock. About that gap, and you had a bunch yeah. of people there. Yep. If you if you look, they're at the front. The next band stuff is behind them, and GNR shit is behind them. It's like Axel has like a fucking football field to run around on and get in shape. <laughs> 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 still not in shape <laughs> oh by the way i just the, the giant miku just reminded me of uh i don't know if you were still there for this part of new jersey but at some point they were doing their um you talk about when miku pointed at me no but pillar? that happened earlier yeah i do, I do remember <laughs> that happening but um no they were talking about i didn't even talk you know about how that. They, they they do their 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 japanese lesson time mm-hmm. but konami was nowhere to be found she was yeah. just like gone and they were like looking for her mm-hmm. <laughs> they couldn't find her and uh so they they did it with misa i think or whatever but uh they they accidentally called miku a big pigeon they were trying to figure out what's going on and miku just got so pissed she was like i am not big what are you guys talking about i am a small pigeon and then like got the crowd to chant big pigeon which was pretty funny also and then she was like no it's just my shoulders that are big so then they started chanting big shoulders at her which was it was pretty fun to just watch her get like teased for a little while oh that's awesome because you can see miku getting aggravated and um fighting back she That's was. Awesome. She was yelling. She was like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> she did it in other shows. You could tell she's like, she has an aggressive side just from the other shows when she was getting mad at everybody in New I York. And New York was hilarious because, like, I thought this was New York City. <laughs> she says, <laughs> you be big, big boys. <laughs> this is New like, York. Where's the big one? <laughs> oh. It was awesome. It was very awesome. She's hilarious, man. No, I don't want to. I don't want to join him on the time. No, you must join. <laughs> you like, <laughs> me everybody jump. before they did anything wrong. Oh, oh man! So when she pointed out at the Nick Loading crowd, there was a moment where I didn't repeat back, and she pointed at me because I was standing on the freaking pillar, and she's like, <laughs> "I don't. You not say the voice or however she said it. You know how she <laughs> always points someone out in the crowd and then say, you did not say." <laughs> Or whatever it was. You didn't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I she... and, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I just got in trouble. I was like, I just got caught. <laughs> I think she, oh. she pointed out Vlad. He wasn't Vlad smiling and or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see that happening. Oh. Vlad was right up front. <laughs> no shy voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the, a bunch of people actually brought bananas to the show, too. So yeah, the banana part, that. they pulled the bananas out in the front, and it made them all very happy. <laughs> that's good stuff. All right, guys. That's the end of the we podcast. We got a top 10 or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> there's just so much bandmate news, you know. I mean, and, uh, there's other stuff I could do today, but no, no, let's, let's, let's keep plow, going. Let's, let's keep plow going. through this top ten, and then we'll do our Patreon uh, reaction. Uh, 
Somebody asked in the in the chat if the auto reaction that we did a few uh, like last month is going to go up on the channel memberships. Alan, do you know if that's yes? Go up I'll put no? that up right now. I thought I already did. So thank you for reminding me. That means I did not put it on there, and I'll do that right now okay. for you. All. So if you guys want to see our reaction to our group reaction to Otto's crime and punishment, uh, that'll be up on the. It's on Patreon right now. But if you don't like Patreon. <laughs> Sign up for our channel membership. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys on the membership thing. I'm still typing in all the names, so I'm going to go... You know what I'm thinking about? I might go live later and announce the winners. I was just going to film a video, but I might just go live and I'll show you guys a little wheel thing and then we'll announce the winners later, okay? Uh, I do. We're going to do that. It's going to happen today no matter what. If you miss it, then you can watch it afterwards. You got like oh. a... What kind of wheel thing? It's we got this like, in the budget? It's free. <laughs> You stole it from a dingo shop, <laughs> from a dingo, dingo facility. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> Did you wait, find I'm... it on the street. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so excited for this top ten. Thank you for reminding Take me. Take that cause... bleach, pour it all over whatever it is you got. Uh, yeah, you I already did. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to go on tour again. When, when, when are we doing this again? When's Bandmate coming again, Ryan? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> That was so fun. Oh, All right, here we go. Baby Metal, number 10. Woo! Divine Attack. Excited for Baby Metal. Good job, Baby Metal. Can't wait to I see him live. Uh, I haven't listened to that song again, if I'm honest. It's only number 10, though? What the fuck? I'm surprised. I'm happy. People are it. still talking about how that's probably going to end up being the Season 5 Attack on Titan uh, OST also, which I hope it is. It'll get mm. huge. Which one? It's Divine Attack? <clears throat> yeah. Really? Is that yeah? A lot of people are speculating that that's going to end up being the Attack and Titan OST with, uh, for uh, season five, which I, I really hope it is, man. The Sim rumbling exploded for the Sim, right? So like, I hope the same thing happens. God with Metal, damn! If they, if they actually do go through with that, uh, you guys should come with me to Austria on uh, May seventh to go see Baby Metal. Let's go! Come on, guys! Meet with all the Discord fam over there. All right, light it up, Sim number nine. They're holding strong with this. I think Sim is just like in everybody's mind because of Attack on Titan, and I still need to check out this song. That's definitely going to be my goal for this upcoming Wednesday live reactions. Gonna check this out. Have you guys checked it out? Nope. All right, Lisa, number eight, drop the spot. Ella Garden, <laughs> staying strong at number seven. This is that's a really good song. Otto, is this new? Uh, no, oh. I don't remember this, but this was probably oh, this was up on the last time. This is what happens when we miss a podcast. <laughs> We're completely, completely lost, and I can't even remember if I've heard this song already. Have you guys heard this song yet? No, uh, definitely nope. not. No. Nope. <clears throat> and then we have Zutumayo. I've never heard of this artist, and I need to check this out too. So. A little information on them. It is a Japanese rock band, a rock group that debuted in 2018. Secretive by nature, the group has never released a full member list crediting different people for music arrangements and music video production each time. So they have somebody different every single time. The only member reoccurring in all the group's output is the vocalist. So it's kind of like a auto thing. It uh, sounds like an un unidentified woman called Akane. Oh, wow. I got it right. <laughs> I got the pronunciation right. <laughs> oh, Did it's you? Chainsaw Man ending 02, by the way. Oh, Thank okay. Chain so Chainsaw Man just debuted. It just came out. It's super <clears throat> popular right now. Yeah. To the chat, who's watched Chainsaw Man? And is it okay for an 11-year-old boy to watch it? 
because I, I, I told him I was going to watch the it. Head and arms are made of chainsaws or something. Yeah, it? I mean, it's about a guy that like loses his limbs and gets them replaced by chainsaws. He can him. handle that. It's probably you... a, a heartfelt, wholesome show. <laughs> Not that much blood and gore. Tell him to watch Spy Family and stuff. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, because he's like, Dad, let's watch it. I'm like, you know what? I do want to watch it. Well, like, wait a second. I'm not sure what this anime is about. <laughs> Him trying to hold people. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of anime, quick plug. <laughs> I started a new channel a couple weeks ago, which is doing anime reactions. And right now I'm doing Jujutsu Kaisen and, uh, and Demon Slayer up there. And also Squid mm. Game if you guys want to watch that. So just, you know, go over to Media Media. It's funny you're doing that because, yeah, us, Eric and I are doing Chainsaw Man because we're like, we might as well. It's a oh, new, cool. newer anime. Man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, since we already, like, Maximum Hormone had the song for it, I'm like, you know, fuck, I want to watch it. I want to chill and watch some shows. I haven't watched TV in forever. I'm like, mm-hmm. why not do some anime? I'm about uh, to start Attack on Titan this week also, so I'm really yeah. excited about that. That's awesome, dude. Finally get to hear those OSTs. I'm actually going to do a whole video of just all of Attack on Titan's OSTs first, too, so I want to listen to all the theme Ooh. songs before I even watch the show. So is how, this is a good... Uh, so my son got me into One Punch Man. He played a season, and I was like... <laughs> I was like, show, to, I was like, how the hell can this be entertaining? Like, I really thought that. I'm like, there's no way. So this is the only reason why I'm giving, giving Chainsaw Man a, a chance because One Punch Man, I'm like, there's no way this is going to be interesting. You kill somebody in One Punch, I'm like, this is a very entertaining show. <laughs> I was like, this is a lot better than I thought. Oh, <laughs> so I do that all the time. Now. Oh. My, son, my son is currently watching it for the first time. And he's I love that lovely. show, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so my 11-year-old got me into One Punch Man. So is the Chainsaw Man worse than One Punch Man? Um, I'm assuming it probably Violence-wise, so. yes, from okay. everything that I've heard. Right. I think Attack on Titan, Chainsaw Man, they're pretty much like... And I know how bad it is. They're pretty gets. brutal, man, yeah. I have it not... Right. I know Attack on Titan is pretty... I'll watch, it, I'll watch it with a 16-year-old then. <laughs> he can, be it'll fine. be fine. Ellie's <laughs> been watching them for... It's... My son is probably watching it right now. <laughs> Yeah. He's, like, he's like, Dad, what do you mean it's violent? They're only chopping people's too. heads off. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that's it. That's, that's it. it. I was actually more worried about like sexual references or like uh, nudity and stuff like that. Dude, out of all of the um, animes that I've watched so far, I've gotten like zero sexual references oh, in any good. of them. Between Soul Eater, uh, uh, Demon Slayer, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Although in Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, <laughs> There's a guy that just loves girls with big asses, and he wants everybody to know about it. <laughs> everybody. Jennifer Lawrence is his shit right now. Man. I did stumble. I was looking on Crunchyroll, and I saw a show called The Maid That I Just Hired is Very Suspicious. I'm like, that's an odd title for a show. And because of the maid aspect, I'm like, let's see what this is. And it's just it's fucking it's fun it's weird are you it's sure funny. you were on Crunchyroll? it's nothing uh there's a little bit of innuendo but not as much as you might figure from this because it's, of- just, it's just funny it's it's funny because of band made you'll give like anything a chance that has the yeah. word made yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> i think one of the vo- the the actor the main the the boy character in is from one of them from titan oh. attack on titan and it's just <laughs> it's it's interesting let me just. It was interesting. I, I watched a huge episode. I want to answer a question real quick from Matt Horseman. He says, "Never made sense to me how is sexual stuff worse than gory violence?" And I've actually mentioned the same thing that Alan's mentioned, and people have, have, have asked me the same question. And my response is always the same: that fake violence is obviously fake violence. 
but nudity and sexual innuendo is just nudity and sexual innuendo, whether it's fake or real. Exactly. Like you can tell a kid can tell the difference between fake cartoon violence yes. and real violence that you see in the news versus putting the ideas of the sexual connotations into their head, which is going to continue to cycle through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My thoughts on that. Back to the top 10. Number four, Otto <laughs> Rebellion. <laughs> Number three, we got Chainsaw Blood. Vondi. Vondi is <laughs> with another great track. This time it's ED for the new Chainsaw Man anime. Um, Vondi, the only challenger up to the task of taking Otto. Is this a full song? Because, you know, Maximum Hormone, I'm not sure if you guys checked out the Chainsaw Man song they did. It leaves you blue balled so hardcore. I was so pissed off when I heard the song. And everyone in the, in my chat was like, you are now a true Maximum Hormone fan since you've been trolled. <laughs> I was like, fuck! <laughs> I'm still pissed <laughs> off about it. Is there not a full version of the song? Is no! It only the it's, the minute, it's the greatest minute and 30 seconds ever, and then it ends. <laughs> That's the whole like, song. No, it builds up to this, like, you're like, oh my god, that great breakdown's gonna happen! And then nothing. I'm like... I would like yell during the. I couldn't help. I was like, "No!" <laughs> so pissed. I was so pissed. I was. I was like, and then yeah, I saw comments. They're like, "Ellen, you are now a Maximum Hormone fan." <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, man. You <laughs> finally, like, after right. years of checking them out, have been uh, indoctrinated. Oh, <laughs> uh, Simno says it is a full song. All right, I'm gonna go check it out. Maybe they won't blue ball me like MTH. All right, number two, we got Otto. Number, I think if Maximum Hormone does do a full song, there'll be another contender for Otto, just saying. Um, what do you mean, to, to beat them out in first place? Yeah. Beat her out in first place? I think Maximum Hormone could take them, like, just like Sim did. Sim, Sim, Sim was in number one for a while. And then Otto again at number one. Thank you so much for the super chat. Throw your kids in the deep end and watch redo of Healer with them. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> I'm not going to take your advice. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I am. It sounds like a trap. It sounds like a trap. <laughs> it couldn't have been more of a trap. You, you need to work on your trap more. game just a little bit. You need to <laughs> like make it really convincing. Damn, is that true, Simno? Eight million plus views for the Maximum the Hormone TV version? Damn, yeah. the song? That's really, really good, man. That's so really imagine if they good. have a full version. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying, though, these all these Japanese bands uh, that are doing these anime songs, dude, this is what's going to get them all to blow up. Like, we've seen it over the last year just happening consistently. You know, even with a band like an established band like Maximum the Hormone still being able to get those numbers from something yeah, like kicks, that kicks is so fucking kicks, good. Kicks them up a notch. If you guys yeah. want to see my mental breakdown, the video's already up on my reaction to the Maximum Hormone song. I've seen it enough in person. To, <clears throat> I don't need to go watch a video of it. <laughs> Hung out with you too much on it. <laughs> hey, was, hey, was I uh, better in person or worse in person, oh, you're, Ryan? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, as expected. Oh, break. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I had, it means whatever you wanted to. I had man. somebody come up to the light. They're like, I love the fact that you're as weird as you are on camera as in person. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I had I had nobody come up to me and say anything except for like everybody talked to me was like very nice and hey guys you guys are all fucking awesome everybody that talked to me was was so fucking cool man but nobody ever the only thing that anybody said that was different from the camera than seeing me in real life is somebody walked up to me and said you're shorter than I thought you were going to be <laughs> you want to know who that was who that was that was Alan. 
<laughs> that, that, that was Dallin at the Philly show. After we nobody said out. anything about my height. You know, no, I want to say everyone said we were much taller than they thought. Like yeah. I, I was expecting Wave to be like like down to this level. He's almost the same height as me. I'm like, what? Yeah. I thought you were short. You said you said on camera that you're short all the time, and you're not short yeah, at all. I, I always thought he was short too, bro. I I, I always kind of figured you were around the six foot range, Alan. Yeah. I had no idea, Ryan. I can't tell from his camera at all. But when when he showed up, him and I were about the same size. So yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, that's cool with me. Yeah. I was a little taller. Yeah. No, that's not true. I think I had like half an inch on <laughs> <laughs> actual size you know those packages like you get like this is actual size <laughs> put that on ryan's camera actual size <laughs> when Al when ryan wasn't looking i was just walking behind him with a fucking ruler to make sure that i had that half inch so who, wait who who is taller out of ryan and champ what were you taller champ i, I think we're both about 510 right about yeah. 510 all yeah, right something like that yeah, yeah we're both about 510 i'm 510 and, five, and, a, and a quarter <laughs> we need to pull yeah, out well, that's why i said about because i'm actually 511 the <laughs> 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 one thing we're gonna do differently like when we do the shows or not definitely i definitely want to do more of is doing the live podcast with live audience yeah, there yeah, yeah. that was the best shout out to everyone that was there especially the matt who hooked up the room for it shout out to matt yeah yeah <laughs> fucking presidential sweet podcast <laughs> <laughs> it goes down in history as ryan's favorite podcast of all time <laughs> but that'd be fun Man. that was that was great and meeting bm for life and just everyone everyone meeting alan in real life uh what what does that mean Shearing oh, that was one of their words on the tour. Fuck, what was it? I don't know what it means. <laughs> I've got the biggest feet, Mr. Ozio. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't think so. Anybody, anybody wear 13s? Yep, 13 wide. Oh, you motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I really thought I was going to get you on that one. Nobody, I don't know anybody else that wears a 13, bro. <laughs> Normally, tall people have 13 size foot. Um, maybe not. not. I don't so know. Does that tell you? Or even feet. <laughs> all, all of my height goes to a different part of my body. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. Davis got his book. Davis, you are very tall and a very big human being. Yeah, for Chris, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, you're, you're a giant man. So is Vlad. Vlad's a big dude. Hey, Matt and I can share shoes. <laughs> hey, Parker. So, for, well, thank you for the 4.99 super chat. It says I told Ryan in Chicago. I wanted to say it again. Ryan was right about influencer. The song is so much better live. Needs yes. live video. And I couldn't agree more, man. I was sh that was probably the song that I was surprised by most out of all the songs. That, that I love that song. So good. I wasn't wait waiting for it to be better or different. I was just like, holy shit, this is so much. Like I loved it anyway, and it was so much. It's just better live. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was better live though, wasn't it? Like I like the song also uh, on the uh, on the album, but live. It was one of yeah. the best songs that they played. I thought, like I, yeah. both of the shows, it ended up sounding like one of the best. Yeah. Great. Um. By the way, thank you guys for the super chats, the memberships, and everything. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah. it. So this is, um, you know, we're gonna end the podcast here. I hope you guys enjoyed this Japanese news podcast, or I should say, this band-made podcast sprinkled with Japanese news. Or this GNR <laughs> speculation podcast. GNR speculation <laughs> podcast. Um. <laughs> what age is the right age podcast? Um, 
I don't know, whatever you guys want to call it. Go over to our Patreon, check it out. There's already a bunch of reactions that we've done, and some of them are pretty fucking cool, like Otto and Bandmate and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Patreon.com slash guys. <clears throat> All right, guys. See you guys later. See you. <clears throat> Adios. Bye.